house. Well, I think the bad date is quit sniffing glue. We're with the bushes. We're at the White House. That's right. Now watch what I say. All right. Let's go to some calls. Pennsylvania. Hello. Mr. President, is that a cocktail you're making? Oh, absolutely. Listen. Uh, Mrs. Bush, does she drink every night? Um, he really does. Get off right. But also, by this point, believe me, we're used to it. Sir, you have a responsibility to the American people to stay focused and sober. <laughs> no, you. And you, Larry. You too. <laughs> Texas, hello. President and Mrs. Bush, is Vice President Cheney at the White House right now, too? Um, no, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think I hear that echo. Yeah, I do. There's the echo again. So whatever you got open, uh, shut it off, please. There we go. I mean, I don't even know why you had that open because, uh, un unbeknownst to us, there was no crossover because the Humper's on their way to Vegas. Yeah. Obviously, it was unbeknownst to all of us. Unbeknownst to all of us. And then, of course, the bees, <laughs> you who know, was in there before, were doing his Yenta routine about food and slots. He has a food slot, you know. Yeah, I know that. It's called a big fat rectum ass. And I was just, I was going to bust uh, Humper's uh, ass a little bit because look at this. Now we know why he's going to Vegas right now. Buffet sets world record with 510 dishes. Doesn't Hank always stay at the Vegas Hilton? I'm sure he does. I don't know why because it's a really crappy location. I thought he has the Caesars hookup. No. Yeah, but he may sure. have a hookup, but he doesn't stay there. He, he's been staying for, as far as I know, the Vegas Hilton for years. The one on the side street there, you know, the one that's way off the uh, beaten path. Mm-hmm. The story says it's time to raise a glass of bubbly. The maker of Alka-Seltzer antacid tablet has set a record for creating the world's largest buffet. And the humper is on that. That's why it's in a big hurry to get there. About 850 hungry customers helped Bayer Healthcare LLC, a subsidiary of the German pharmaceutical and chemical firm Bayer AG. You know, Bayer, they're the ones that made the poison gas during yeah. WW2 to gas all the Jews. They have fizz. Celebrate the 75th anniversary of its heartburn relief product, known for the jingle Plop, Plop, Fizz, Fizz. As if they needed to put that in there, like most people don't know what Alka-Seltzer is. By partaking in a massive spread at the Vegas Hilton. In all, 510 dishes were set in front of the crowd Tuesday. Each one had to be certified distinct by a Guinness World Record adjudicator. They ranged from Mongolian chicken and salmon wellington to creme brulee and homemade apple pie. I didn't taste each one, otherwise I might have needed several Alka-Seltzers in the end, adjudicator Nadine Causey said. Yeah, but don't put them in the end, Nadine, because then when you stand up, they fall out. Plus, they bubble up. There was no previous record for the stomach-expanding event, so Guinness set the bar high at 500 dishes to qualify. It's an amount large enough to make it a feat that will stretch people, Cause he said. <laughs> it's going to stretch. <laughs> I don't want to stretch him too much. I don't think there's too much room for expansion there, you know what I'm saying? Just like uh, professional sports, not too much room for expansion, boys and girls. And also I was going to tell Hank about this story, because wasn't he just in Florence, Kentucky? Okay. See, he had a lot of timely stuff there. For once, we had a crossover that might have meant something, but I don't know. He just bailed on us. What's more important, doing the crossover or heading off to Vegas? Is there any question? For that buffet with 500 and some odd treats. All for me! Right. Florence, Kentucky, a 13-year-old boy was charged with threatening President Bush, who was scheduled to travel nearby Cincinnati next week, and two emails sent to the mayor, police said. Investigators didn't find anything in search of the boy's home to make them think he was planning to carry out the alleged threats. The teen was in the custody of his mother at their home yesterday. He faces one felony count of making a terroristic threat and is to appear in Boone County Family Court within two weeks. Boone County. Now, is that named after Richard Boone or Pat Boone or Debbie Boone? Daniel. As you blight up my life. The investigation began after Mayor Diane Whalen received an anonymous email threatening Bush, Cloyd said. A second email was sent, also sent to Whalen. 
Floyd and Whalen refused to release the emails or give details of the threats. Floyd went to the teen's home Monday night with agents from the FBI and Secret Service. He said the boy's parents consented to the search during which a computer was seized at it. He's extremely well-versed in the history of President Bush, Floyd said. In talking with him, you can tell this is a hot-button topic with him. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just biting my tongue so hard the blood is dripping down my chin like pepperoni juice. Police said the first email was also sent to the White House, to Vice President Dick Cheney, and to the Pentagon. Bush is scheduled to be across the Ohio River on Monday to throw out the first pitch on opening day for the Cincinnati Reds. It's baseball season, baby! Oh! All right. Are we excited about that or what? Not really. Well, excited about these, it yesterday. These day games, yeah. Not so much no more. So speaking of that, here's the poll from uh, yesterday. What all-time athlete do you dislike the most? Hate like poison. Can't stand. O.J. Simpson, man, not even a contest. I mean, just reviled, despised. It's almost, other than somebody, a groupies at QAM and probably a few across the street, it's almost unanimous. Oh, man. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Orenthal. O.J., 624 out of how many votes altogether we have? Uh, 1861. Oh, wasn't that like the Civil War? Barry Never. Bonds, a distant second, 273. You don't have to feel too bad about that, Josh. It's not even in the ballpark. Well, he ain't no O.J. No. I mean, he's despised, but he didn't kill anybody that we know of yet. I hate sports, 102. Too bad. Terrell Owens, T.O., 89. I hate this pool, 89. Mike Tyson, 80. Kobe Bryant, 76. Led the rapist category. Although, let's see, Mike Tyson, know what he led. Jose Canseco, 62. Led the compulsive liar category. And uh, professional uh, slimeball. P. Rose, 56. As in Q, 56. John Rocker, 42. Tanya Harding, 38. Kurt Schilling, I'll pray for him, 33. Brian Cox, 27. As in... Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't no. say any of the words. No, There's no point even going there. Not even Kurt Busch, 26. Dion Sanders, 25. Neon Dion. It's t hard out there for a pimp. Tiger Woods, 22. Ron Artest, 22. Kurt Warner, 18. It's tough out there for a pimp and those who dress like one and drive a yellow Seville. Bill Romanowski, 17. Roger Clemens, 17. Mark McGuire, who doesn't want to dwell on the past, he wants to talk about now and the future, 17. Keyshawn Johnson, 13, and everybody in America still wants to know, do we know any other human being named Keyshawn? Have I asked that no. before? I don't think so. He's no quadrivian. Well, but then again, who is? But Keyshawn at least didn't run away from home. Ray Lewis, 10. Ricky Williams, 10. Todd Bertuzzi, 10. Sandy Peyton Manning, she's got nine. Michael Irvin, nine. Another great credit to the history of U of M. Wayne Gretzky, seven. Needle Nose. Raffi Palmero, seven, who is so admired by Ileana Rosanna Dana. Charles Barkley, six who spits in little girls' faces in the crowds at basketball games. Phil Mickelson, six. He just got a little <coughs> problem, substance problem. A.J. Pruszynski, five. Randy Johnson, even with that illegitimate kid, he's got four. Leighton Hewitt, four. What's wrong with poor Leighton? Larry Bird, three. Ty Domi, two. And Jim Brown had Solamente Uno. Probably because we got a lot of people out there who, um, who uh, like the fact that Jim Brown beats up his women. They appreciate that. Like George. Let's see, the most that. macho is a toss-up. This is for today's poll. Somebody already is fine. I'm already on tomorrow's. It says, come on, Neil. Oh, I see. Oh, this, this is from the iodine. Yeah. Look, look at the header. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? They changed the name on there, but I, I can tell by the print. You're not fooling us, iodine. You can smell it. Yeah, this smell tell it. Oh, just like mercurochrome. Do they make that anymore? Oh, yeah. Now, why did we use mercurochrome as kids? It's a because it didn't burn as much as iodine? Okay, that's that's a good reason. But I mean, yeah. it, it, plus it's not as dark. It doesn't stain as bad. No, it doesn't. If you wait a couple of weeks, it actually will wash off, as opposed to iodine, which just that's stays no fun. on yeah. like a tattoo, man. That's right. You can show off to your friends how uh, tough you've been. The most macho was a toss-up. It says between Barbara, Marie Antoinette Bush, and kind of sleazy rice. That's cute. And Coldwell Close second. Now we can put Condoleezza on there. Oh, I want to 
Add Ann Coulter if we could. And Ann Coulter. Man and how Coulter. about uh, Babs Bush? We can put all three of them on. Yeah, let's do it. Even though this is the iodine again. Who would change the header because if we he'd put iodine on there, he knows we'd have Schmidt can this. So here is today's poll. I voted for Janet Reno, and she's doing and he's doing very well, almost at the top. Who is the most macho of them all? And so far we got uh, 407, 407, like I said. Clint Eastwood, 90. Janet Reno, 88. She's just on Clint's ass in the pickup, and she'll pass him like he's standing still. When they make that big bend at Carmel. Jim Mandage, 83. How do you like that? Right on Janet's butt. All right. Sean Connery, only 36. Oh, Thank oh, God. Oh. I'm so sick and tired of it. Every time oh. we do a poll, anything like this. Oh, Sean Connery, that's a real macho guy. No, it's not. It's a crusty old phony accent uh, Irish uh, goofball with a bad, bad beard. Sean Connery and a bad phony accent. Probably wears kilts. Yes. Sean Connery, 36. Teddy Roosevelt, 34. Same guy. I voted for Lindy Teddy. England. Look at Lindy. She's got... About 30, man. Ernest Hemingway, 16. Sly Stallone, 7. It's not what I heard, especially from those people that saw that Italian stallion flick. Johnny Weissmeller, 6. Arnold Schwarzenegger, 5. Kimba Bocamper, 5. Brad Pitt, 4. See, I never think of him as macho. I think of him more like a uh, pretty boy. That would be like saying Matt Damon is the most macho because he's in those uh, movies. What are those movies? Matt Damon, the uh, Born Identity. Born, yeah, Born Identity. Those are good movies, well, but he still ain't macho. And Anthony Hopkins has three. How can Anthony Hopkins be below Brad Pitt? <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would like to see that. No comment. It's uh, 12 minutes after 10. Let's take a look at that uh, marginal lineup we got today. Look at that. We missed the uh, heat show with Pat Riley with the Humper this morning before he so uh, precipitously took off for Vegas in a mad dash. We got Curtis from 2 to 4 this afternoon. That's the good news. The bad news is he's stuck with that Eric Reed crap between uh, 3.30 and 4. More heat stuff. Oh, that's what everybody cares about. Yeah. Eric Reed, who talks through his teeth. Mad Dog 4 to 7. Panther preview at 7 o'clock. It's not looking too good, baby. This is a must win because Montreal and Jersey just keep winning. Even the Leafs won last night, beat the Flyers 3 to 2. That's got to be a mistake. That's got to be a misprint. Panther preview at 7. The Panthers at the Penguins, 7.30. And then Jesse Agler follows the hockey game. So. Any interest in any of those things? No. Other than the Mad Dog, not really. Well, we like you, Curtis, but you got stuck with that damn Eric Reed crap. This oh. is Neil Rogers. This hey, Eric, start speaking like a human being, Eric. Oh, God. Hey, guys, you hate your button thighs. Yeah, and not to mention these skinny arms. So why should Lindsay Lohan and Nicole Richie have all the fun? What do you mean, all the fun? Well, over the years, straight women have been glorified for being anorexically skinny. Thanks to Dennis Quaid, we now have something called manorexia. And that's right, guys. Now we can be skinny. I'm talking Somalia skinny. So how do I become manorexic? All you have to do is do a bunch of coke and starve yourself. But what about this pot belly I'm getting from the starvation? Liposuction, bitch. It's cool to be skinny. No, are you going to hit this eight ball or what? Cool. I can see my whole spine. Manorexia. Making even the straightest guy look like a gay 12-year-old boy. Rectum. 1017 at 560 WQAM. We're never going to make that 1,000 votes today. I'll guarantee you that because we've got a real late start on this poll. Oh, well. 450 votes. Somebody no shot. Bonus. Think we got a shot? Oh, there it was. Ricardo Montalban, somebody says, for the um, poll. For the right. macho poll. Well, he was part of that original question. He was? Quien es más macho? Ricardo Montalban or uh, somebody else? Oh. Here's Ricardo Montalban and the Chrysler New Yorker. This luxurious automobile has always delivered the performance you'd expect from a New Yorker. And now Chrysler introduces an onboard microprocessor which even speaks to you just like a New Yorker. 
Hey, moron, you want to put on your f***ing seatbelt or would you rather eat the steering wheel, huh? Ah, yes. This is truly a New Yorker. Hey, genius, you left the goddamn headlights on. Jeez, you one dumb asshole, you know that. And for the most dangerous city in the world, a security system second to none. Hey, bagel brains, you want to lock the f***ing doors? Or maybe we should put a f***ing sign in the f***ing window that says rip me off. Yes, the Chrysler New Yorker. If you can find a better luxury car, buy it. Thank God for those great old ACN bleeps, you know. That's right. Well, those were sure nice and uh, antiseptic and surgical. Right. You understand? Yes, they're perfect. So we got them on there yet? Ricardo Montalban. I can't wait to see how Josh spells that. Maybe you already on it already. It's on there? Yeah. No, you probably copied it from the fax note. It spells just like it sounds. WDQAM, hello. Yeah, but Josh, no peek at a pony. QAM. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. I love your show, man. Um, somebody who I think should be on your poll is a macho person. I got two of them. Yeah. Uh, Charles Bronson. Uh huh. And Janet Reno. Yeah, Janet Reno's uh, number two already. Okay, take a look at the poll first before we call in Schmuck. But uh, Charles Bronson's good. Yes, sir. Ricardo, my beg your pardon. Sorry, delayed action. I was uh, oh. sneezing. How about Janet Reno? Ah, Beat you to it, Pally. Schmuck. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless line. Oh, I got one for the poll, Neil. I got one. You'll see how many of these I'm going to take today, okay? Because we got a, we got big work to do for tomorrow. That who was it that sent that fax yesterday? The no name to tell you that Mars bars don't have shredded coconut. You were that coconut. I don't know what the hell happened to your coconut. I don't like shredded coconut. Well, I don't it's either. All that much, but, uh, uh, you know, that's mounds. You're confusing uh, Mars with mounds. Well, they both start with an M. They're both out of this world. I know that. And you should know your mounds, mister. That's more right up your alley. Mm-hmm. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, what's going on? I just moved into Miami. I keep hearing about this guy, Mo. Doi, 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 Who is he? 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless. Yeah, he just moved into Miami. Guess what? Don't unpack, schmuck. Two for two, okay? We're batting 1,000. Even Baby Root and Barry Bonds never batted 1,000. WQAM, hello. Please put George on the poll. I love you, George. Such a manly man. Oh boy, you're dreaming. I guess yeah, you never met him. I don't. I don't qualify. Wow, you're such a manly man. She's desperate. She's really horny. Is what she's trying yeah, to say. Well, I don't look manly, but I do all right. Yeah, whatever you I say. can build a fire with. Here's sticks. the facts. Publix on Lantana Road has Dreamfields pasta, so I rushed over to their clear their shelf of it. Excited because this is greater than sliced bread. But what's with this digestible carbs crap? Uh, you know, I already explained this for crying out loud. That's the whole idea of it. Jeez, go on the website and read about it. The nutritional facts say 42 grams, but they claim only 5 gram digestible. I want to eat like six boxes a day. Don't, don't want to end up looking like the humper. <laughs> What's the deal? It's just bullshit. No, it is not bullshit. And, it, you know, if you're diabetic, you should take your own blood sugar after you eat it and see the impact it has on you because everybody's different. But they have that. that's the whole idea with it. Jesus, talk about stupid. Man. Right there on our website, there's the whole page. Read all about it. Like, uh, what's his name? Johnny used to say for Philip Morris. Read all about it. Back in the day when we used to have uh, cigarette advertising, we used to advertise faggots on TV. That's yeah, why America remember. turned out the way it did. Call for Philip Morris. I think that's what he say. Read all about it or something like that. Maybe I'm confusing Johnny with somebody else. Here's Johnny. What an awful movie. Five, six, seven. Oh, and that movie was on again yesterday with, what's her name, with uh, Nicole Kidman. Bert. I realized, it's the first time I realized, uh, she's a good actress. I like her, but uh -huh. she does look like a guy. And she was oh, sitting in the bathroom that. with that little kid who claimed to be her husband reincarnated, you know. Uh -huh. And I was thinking to myself, uh, now I understand why she got married to Tom Cruise. I she see. looks like a guy. Hey, Tommy. You fairy. Exactly. 
And by the way, Clarence, all those problems you were talking about this morning, one question. What are you going to do about it? You fairy. Right. He's coming to ask me now advice. Hey, yeah, listen, I didn't make your mess. You go, you go straighten it out. WQAM, hello. Sometimes you feel like a mess. Sometimes. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Okay. Quick question. Uh, yesterday you read an article, and you said something about the president said uh, he called the, the Constitution a GD piece of paper. Yes. Is that... I've heard that in the past. I didn't really know if that was true. Did he actually say that? Is that a quotable? Absolutely. Yes, he absolutely did. It's been in several stories that we've had. Yes, he, that was a direct quote. I don't understand why that's not like a huge story. I said he because understand. the media are in his back pocket. Don't you understand? That's why he has this. He has this. Uh, you know, photo op of the day every single day here on CNN, MSNBC, every stinking day, and uh, that's why. Because the American media suck collectively, or is it sucks? They suck. Either way. Yeah. Pathetic. Oh, speaking of, now wait till you hear this, to show you once again. You know, if I was you, I'd be out there public uh, scooping up every uh, box of that Greenfields pasta, all you uh, losers out there. Yeah, or ordering it. No, you're ordering it like George did, and the bee said he had some. Of course, he's such a cow anyway. I have it like at least three times a week. I make okay. my meat sauce, you know, with some nice ground beef. Look, I could eat spaghetti every freaking day. Right. And you can't eat like, you know, two ounces is plenty. In fact, when you realize, well, you, you experiment yourself. Right. My problem when I make pastas, I usually make too much. Because I'm afraid. Right. I'm, not, I'm afraid. Right. See, the excuse is what I do. It's a psychological thing. Mm -hmm. I'm always afraid I'm not going to make enough right. to yeah. fill me up, you know? Eating with your eyes. Yeah, that, that's right. And so I always, you know, reach in the box and here's a little bit more. And then I want to make it a right. huge bowl that you can take a bath in. You can't yeah, do that. That's right. But if you make a reasonable amount, two to three ounces, and in fact, you can make a good chili mac. Ooh, that's so yeah. great. Without, without the beans, that. of course. I, I, I found a recipe online there for chili mac. Right, no, you can get the, uh, the kidney beans. I mean, Ooh, real man, chili doesn't have beans in it anyway. Oh, that's right. But you can make chili mac like with a shredded uh, cheddar cheese. Yeah. And some nice ground beef that you brown in olio oliva. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you. And then some nice Kraft Parmesan uh, cheese, light. All right. Wait till you hear this, though. Grab a hold of the side of your chair, and then once again, the old man oh, God. had his finger right in the middle of it. I don't want to say where. In the first quarter, this is from where? This is from uh, MediaBistro.com. I never heard of it. In the first quarter of 2006, MSNBC's Countdown with Keith Olbermann beat Paula Zahn on CNN in the 2554 demo. This marks MSNBC's first quarterly primetime victory over CNN in the demographic in almost five years. Well, congratulations. In 2001, MSNBC Investigates beat CNN at 8 p.m. That was five years ago. Countdown averaged 164,000 total viewers in the quarter, up 41% from uh, Q1 last year. Zahn averaged 158,000 demo viewers, according to MSNBC. Bill O'Reilly averaged 450,000 in the demo, beating the crap out of all of them, but down 24%. Which goes to show that the right-wingers, man, are, we ought to be on our way to gigantic numbers on this show instead of that crap, that right-wing garbage on the uh, cheap channel and IOD, you know it? Mm-hmm. Olbermann also beat the obnoxious, the unctuous bitch headline news star Nancy Grace in the demographic. Oh, according to the, yeah, sorry. that bitch. See you next time, Nancy. God, do I hate her. I hate her worse than Kira Phillips and Soledad, uh, your Brian. At least put she's together. not affected. Oh, God. Friend. Thank you, friend. Oh, nice, man. Nice as too, funny friend. as a $46 bill. Bitch. According to the program record data, Grace averaged 154,000 viewers in the demographics. So Keith Olbermann beat her by 10,000. You go, Keith. What did I tell you? Always. The only guy on MSNBC that anybody should watch is Keith Olbermann. The only guy that tells you a little bit of the truth. And you know what Lou Dobbs says? We've got to tell the truth. And I'm thinking to myself, when did that start, Lou? I missed that memo. We gotta, have you seen that promo? I'm sure you have. 
No. Oh, yeah, with his big fat face, all puffed up, screaming about illegal aliens. We gotta tell the truth. Yeah, right. You're so full of it, Lou. You're so phony, man. Knocking with one hand, and speaking of that, there's Mrs. Limbaugh. Eyes of the public. Yeah, the eyes of the public are on you, bitch. Pop a couple more oxies. 26 past 10 at 560 WQAM. Hey, all you horse racing fans and poker players, Pompano Park Racing and Poker's got all the plunging action you want, and a money machine, too. What a machine, man. This Friday, March 31st, everyone age 18 and older can get the chance to pull the lever of a slot machine and win the chance to get into a money machine and grab $1,000 in betting vouchers and cash. Just stop by the money machine on the track apron and try your luck. It's a great machine, man. Located just a half mile from both I-95 and the Florida Turnpike, Pompano Park is easy to get to. And best of all, Pompano Park offers you free admission and free general parking every day of your life. Live harness racing in our smoke-free poker room open every Monday, Wednesday, like today, Friday, and Saturday. Poker gets underway at noon, goes on until midnight. And live racing underway nightly, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 7.25 p.m., like tonight. Every Monday at the track, it's Monday Madness with two for $25 dinner specials. And don't miss out on Dollar Night Wednesdays when draft beer, sodas, hot dogs, and more just a buck apiece starting at 6 p.m., including tonight. Pompano Park also open every day of your life, seven days and nights a week, with the best in simulcasting, harness, thoroughbred highlight action from all across North America for you to watch and plunge your guts on. Make sure to come out this Friday to see if you can get into the money machine and grab $1,000 in betting vouchers and cash at Pompano Park. Pompano Harness a block south of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road. For the current racing schedule, go on the web at pompanopark.com or call 954-972-2000. Thank you, Harold Duras. Not this is Neil Rogers. This is 560 Michael, you closed Neverland Ranch over the weekend. The workers left, and there was no one to take care of Bubbles the chimp. <laughs> so he went nuts. What happened? Bubbles was doing all kind of crazy stuff. Uh-huh. It was shocking. I was shocked because um, there was doo-doo feces thrown all over the walls, the floor, the ceiling. My lower torso, my buttocks, my nose, thighs, my penis, and my chest. And it stunk so bad. Uh, he still looks kind of pissed off, Michael. It's an outcry for attention. He looks like he's going to fling some more poop. Bubbles. 10.32. What is with that poo, man? I just, I, I don't know. I've lived all these years and very, only recently I heard people use the word poo. Of course, it's one of the words we can say on the air, but I say I'd, I'd rather poo-poo that idea. Oh, another Iraq memo revealed. Colin Powell opposed the war without a second UN resolution. New York Times reported yesterday in a confidential January 2003 memo that showed President Bush was determined to invade Iraq even without a second U.N. resolution like we told you. We'd be telling you. Yesterday on a hardball, oh, no. The source of that memo, British scholar Philip Sands, still, I still believe his brother Tommy Sands, in fact, maybe he is Tommy Sands, revealed the existence of yet another revealing pre-war memo. Sands, another memo which records a conversation between Colin Powell and his counterpart in the U.K., Jack Straw, which makes it clear that in Colin Powell's eyes, if there wasn't enough evidence for a second Security Council resolution, then there wasn't enough evidence to justify the U.S. going it alone. As Tiny Revolution notes, a May 2003 U.K. Guardian article reported, that's my, uh, my dead dog's website, Tiny Revolution, a May 2003 U.K. Guardian article reported on a transcript of a meeting between Powell and Jack Straw, in which the two discussed their doubts that WMDs even existed in Iraq. The paper later agreed to retract portions of the story after Straw made it clear that no such meeting took place. It seems the Guardian was right after all, and there's a transcript of it uh, here. It says, Colin Powell was spot on, but seems he was overridden by a president and others in the administration who were absolutely committed yeah. to taking the U.S. to war. He was spot on, tragically in erroneous circumstances, irrespective of what the inspectors found. 
No weapons, no BS, no Al-Qaeda connection. All of these things were bogus, totally bogus. And people are dying all the time. Over 2,300 Americans dead and a bunch of Brits and other innocent uh, schmucks who signed up so they could be sent off to be uh, for your fodder, for your fodder, human uh -huh. fodder, like cattle led to slaughter. And what's the public worried about? What we got going on in America right now, we got a bunch of illegal aliens trying to change the word of illegal to take the ill off illegal. That's what they're trying to do, uh -huh. take the I-L off, as in Il Padrino. How do you like that? That's just... Ah! How do you like that? Nice. I still have no idea who this is. I used to think it was Luis Miguel. But it's not. I know it's not. Somebody told us like Luis, but it's not. But we forgot. Hey, Luis. Sweetheart. Parla più piano e nessuno sentirà. Now, probably there's some people who think that's, uh, what's his name? What was Anthony singing in the Godfather? Yeah, Remember no, that, the no, opera no. singer? Uh -huh, yeah. But it's also, it's not. I don't think. No, I don't think so. It's not? It's not. You know what really bothered me the most? If, if they would have just had me read the dialogue for Godfather 3, I could have made it a much better movie. I mean, oh. I'm not what you call a filmmaker, but never right. was. Or, or the casting or, no, or you know anything. Really, well, forget about that. You know what really bugged me? I give up. They kept reprising lines from oh, the first yeah. two Godfathers at points that were... In, in other words, they made it camp. It was like it silly. Was. They were stealing like, from like, themselves. Like, uh, like uh, when they're standing in the, uh, in the living room there and uh, Michael's walking out and he says to... Uh, or Connie says, Michael, now they will fear you. And he turns around and says, maybe they should fear you. And yeah. he says it in such a way like, like it's a comedy. It is, it was. About the only thing he didn't say was, <laughs> yeah, which I'm like, sure is coming up later. It was like taking what? a giant it, poo on the other two movies. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah. Since you mentioned that. And then they're like in the kitchen. I'm trying to think. This is just before he had his diabetic stroke and went into a coma. Mm -hmm. And let's see. It's uh, Anthony, not Anthony. What's his name? Gar uh, Garcia, Andy Garcia. Uh, so Vincent. Vincent, Vincent right. is in there, and I think Connie and Michael is in there. Maybe, maybe one other person. They, members of the family. And uh, Vincent makes some comment, and Michael says, "Don't ever tell people what you're thinking." Well, the yeah. original line was, right. "Don't ever tell people outside the family what, what you're thinking. thinking." That was after the meeting with Salonzo. Remember when uh, Sonny opened up a big mouth? That's right. What's the matter? Yeah. With you? yeah I think right, your brains exactly. are going soft. All that comedy you're playing with that young girl. Exactly. Never tell anybody outside the family what you're thinking again. What's the matter with you? I thought your brain's going soft. Exactly. Well, at any rate, so then the, the, the line was, uh, you know, don't tell anybody about outside the family what you're thinking because Salazzo was sitting there, Virgil Salazzo, and one of them did the drug business. Right. You know? I'm going to make him an awfully camera. A lot of well, money in that white powder. Right. But then they said to, uh, he says, it, Michael says it to Andy Garcia, well, right. it's just in the kitchen. Right. Just them, you know? Uh -huh. Don't ever tell anybody what you're thinking. It, it's just, oh, my God, the dialogue. Brutal. They must have scratched that crap out in about a half an hour. Right. When in doubt, scratch it out. It's really sad, too, because there's such a good anti-Catholic uh, right. Church message in that movie. That's right. <laughs> oh, sorry, Dennis. Not. WDQAM, hello. Hey, Neil God. Yes, sir, speaking. How about putting that macho bitch Charles Catherine Nelson Harris Riley. on the pole? Who is it? Catherine Harris? Yeah, she belongs on there. Donkey face. Okay. Catherine Harris, put her on there, that bitch. Cruella de Vil. Now, I'm going to tell you who else ought to be on there, and you'll laugh because he was gay. But uh, proving that even gay guys can be really macho. How about Raymond Burr? In fact, I, I think... All right. I think on Sean... This was Sean's pull, by the way. Thanks, Sean. You're making a comeback after some very weak material. Uh, 
I'm pretty sure this was one of his. If I can find, I got a big pole pile. My God. Uh, yeah, I think that was one of his. Woo! But anyway, I think he had Raymond Burr on there, and I said, "Well, we're not going to put him on there because he was." Yay. But he ain't no Charles Nelson Riley, you know. He was no <laughs> like uh, was. mincing pansy. Rip. Uh, well, when you come Taylor. right down to it, Rip Taylor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that crowd. Dumb yeah, what about J.P. Morgan? Well, nobody would know who that is. No, no, only the, the old show, show crowd. But she was, she was butch enough, man. She could have kicked your ass with her one hand tied behind her back, man. She was macho, J.P. Morgan. Who else was on that show? Rip Taylor. Jamie Farr. Jamie Farr with the big schnoz. Who right. like Lou Gordon. Anybody it... remember Lou Gordon from Detroit? No, who? sorry. Lou, Lou and Jackie Gordon. The Lou Gordon show, man, he was great. He had like a TV talk show about 100 years ago in Detroit. Oh, he was outstanding. A real hellraiser, a real ass kicker. He's dead. You don't remember Lou Gordon? Nope. In fact, when I worked in Sarasota in 1973 at WSPB, the city of hate, and there was this one woman who used to, uh, oh, hello, Lou. I think I feel like, yeah, I used to do a talk show there every now and then filling in. I do some to fill in for a guy named F. Gear Parkinson. I used to call him F. Goosey around the loose. Even then I had a big mouth and was acting like a jackass, and I liked it. I filled in with him a few times, uh, for him. This is a guy that came down to semi-retire in Sarasota from Pittsburgh. Ever tell you this story? No. And they put him on to do a talk show from 7 to 8 or 7 to 9 at night. And, of course, at nighttime our signal was about 6 watts, you know, out there on City Island mm-hmm. in Sarasota. And uh, he'd go on the air. He comes on the first night, and he's like in a panic because nobody's calling him, you know. Where are your calls? He reminded me a little bit of, yeah, kind of like a pompous ass, you know. F.K.R. Parkinson. So he started getting these high blood pressure headaches. At least that was his excuse. And calling in sick all the time. So that's where I started doing uh, to fill in the show. F. Goosey on the loose. F.K.R. Parkinson. Man, sound like a disease to me. Oh, sorry, Mike. And Janet. That's bad. Don't be making fun of no Parkinson's disease, okay? Someday maybe you'll be eating pizza at Shakey's. Maybe. I did like Shakey's, though. It, it just didn't have the traditional crust. It was a very unique kind of crust. You know what kind of crust it reminded me of? I give up. You know Totino's frozen pizza? We all know okay. that. Okay, yep. And you know how the crust is just, it, it's just a totally different animal from your, like, regular pizza crust? And you have to be just in the right mood to eat it, but it, it's it's okay. We have 526 votes. It's not even 11 o'clock yet. we got a shot at that thousand if Josh Cordes puts his mind to it and keeps reminding the audience that lean on it. It's, it's going to happen. Don't you worry. You think? Oh, yeah. Now, that's unusual for you. And, by the way, I went to bat for you guys this morning. George heard it. I don't know yeah, I, I heard it. It did a lot of good, not. Yeah. Just, His parents uh, just totally ignored it. You know, that's I, right. I'm doing the best I can, but what the hell am I going to do? Right. They just ignore me. Oh, Josh and George, we don't care about them. Screw them. You know, this Joe Bell, man, I'm going to tell you something. There's a four-letter word that comes to mind when I think of him. In fact, it's spelled Bull Schmidt. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QA. Hey, asswipe, where'd you get that San Suchi amplifier? I got it at Stereos and stuff to jag off, and it only cost me $9.99. $9.99? What a deal! For the amplifier and the tuner? I also got an anti-static record cloth and two HLH proud Claudio Quattro Clerk 3000 speakers. You're drooling all over it, scumbag. Only $9.99? I must be some sort of Neander. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Hello. Now, isn't that pathetic? You know how old that thing is? That that's from a hundred years ago. That's an old ACN uh, right. or somewhere. And he said the S bag word in there. We can't say that. Yeah, which there's nothing wrong with, but we can't say it. Oh no, the FCC doesn't care about it, and nobody else cares. The audience doesn't care about it. Even the most goody two shoes phony balonies out there don't care about it. But uh, Joyce cares about it, so we can't say it. What a crock of scum. I wonder if she has her own bag, Joyce. You think I wouldn't be surprised? Probably stinks but like that. hell. Anyway, 1046 at 560 WQM. I, this, this is getting really ridiculous, you know. What? Wasn't it Joe Bell that told me that it's, uh, how can they expect you to do a show with your hands tied behind your microphone? Well, and he was had his thumb right on it, but then he took it right off. 
Oh, guess what Mike Lupica writes in the Daily News. Josh is not going to be too happy with this. Uh-oh. Time for Seelig to bury Bonds. And there's a picture of Barry Bonds with a, it. looks like he's either got, like, um, an apple in each cheek or somebody stuck a bicycle pump in the back of his neck and blew his head up. Or maybe it was just those roids. Or he's popping a big hoss. Well, you're bad. You're brutal is what you are, brutal. Hoss was on Bonanza, man. Don't huh. start with that kind of lingo on this show. This is a family show. Don't you remember, Mr. Family? Do, 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 do. Anyway, Barry Bonds. Oh, you know something? That thing about, I, I forgot because I had to dump that bit. Uh, mumser, that drop in about Greg Reads and Mumser. Mm-hmm. Mumser is one of my all-time favorite words in any language. Mumser. It's just, and when I think of, do, 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 if do, I do, would have come up with one word that would describe him, Mumser, mumser. would have been perfect. You know? I don't know what it means, yeah. but it sounds right. Yeah, Mumser. Barry Bonds is Bud Selig's Pete Rose, writes Mike Lupa, because Selig has to go after Bonds, officially making him a suspect in the eyes of his sport before another season begins, the way the late, late Bart, uh, A. Barciamati went after Rose, who denied and denied and denied his gambling, the way Bonds has denied use of steroids. Here is Bonds on May 21, 2001, talking in the San Francisco Chronicle about his increased power on his way to 73 tainted home runs. I put tainted in there. There are some things I don't understand right now. The balls I used to line off the wall are lining out of the park. I can't tell you why. Call God. Ask him. Oh, God had something to do with it. Hey, oh, God! It turns out we don't have to call God. All we have to do is read the book Game of Shadows. According to the book and two San Francisco Chronicle reporters who clearly never believed the word Bond said, there was a reason why he started hitting more home runs than he ever hit in his life. On the same day, the same newspaper asked him about the possibility of ranking Henry Aaron's record of 755 career home runs someday. Hell no, Bond said to the Chronicle. I promise you from the bottom of my heart I won't be in the game that long. You believe nothing, he says now. At the end of last year, remember, Bond said he was going to show up skinnier this season. He showed up as big as ever. Here's Bonds on the subject of cheating, February of last year. I don't know what cheating is. I don't believe steroids can help your eye-hand coordination technically hit a baseball. I just don't believe it, he said. In a statement in opposition to all the evidence presented in Game of Shadows, page after page of it, investigative reporters of not just skill but integrity. The truth is always more trouble for Bonds than pitchers who won't pitch to him. Here is more of the world, according to Bonds, again in 05, talking about how the legacy of the steroid era in baseball, which he is now the big fat poster boy for. You can't rehash the past. We need to go forward, move forward, let it go. He wishes. Sound like uh, Mark McGuire now. We don't want to dwell mm-hmm. on the past. The defense from Bonds about Bonds that we must let this go is as false as Bonds saying he didn't understand where his home run surge came from in 2001. As false as Bonds allegedly telling a grand jury he never asked what his trainer Greg Anderson was giving him. As false as Bonds suggesting he didn't know what cheating is. Before the new season starts, before Bonds adds to a legend that's grown the way the rest of <coughs> the way the rest of them has. That's a great line. Rectum. Sealing must announce once and for all the sports investigation of this home run era in baseball in general. Bonds in particular. If Bonds doesn't like being called out this way by baseball after being called out by this book, if his union, which fought drug testing for years, doesn't like it, then let them do what uh, nobody has done yet. Stand up and say that Mark Fainaru Wada and Lance Williams are the ones lying here. The authors. We need to turn the page, Brown said on March 24th last year. We need to forget about the past. Let us play the game. We're entertainers. Let us entertain. Oh, he's an entertainer, all right. He'll be a huge attraction once the season starts. The dancing bear at the circus. They'll cheer him in San Francisco when he passes baby Ruth. And we'll hear again that his most vituperative critics hate him, the arrogant black star, for passing the white guy who's been one of the famous names in American sports since the 20s. As if Bonds is breaking some kind of record by passing Ruth, as if we care about that anymore. The great Henry Aaron, as much as the soul of his sport as anybody, passed Ruth more than 30 years ago. About 30, man! The great Henry Aaron is the one who was victim of racism and never whined the way Bonds did the other day to a reporter from the Associated Press talking about throwing his supersized self off a building. Oh, gee, they have enough earthquakes out in Frisco already without that. 
The color of Bond's skin isn't the issue here, never has been, never will be. Anybody who suggests that Bonds, the spoiled child of a baseball star, is a victim of racism insults uh, all those before him who really were the victims of racism. From Jackie Robinson to Aaron, when Aaron was chasing Ruth, it's offensive. It's as offensive as Bond's lack of accountability and what he must think is his plausible deniability about a home run career after the age of 35 that bears no resemblance to the home run career that came before that. People want to talk about Mark McGuire now. If McGuire were still playing, you think we wouldn't be after him? If we knew as much about him in 98 as we know about Bonds now, more than a jug of Andro and uh, in his locker with Shea, you think we wouldn't be after the white guy? There's no bigger story than Bonds in sports as he chases the biggest record in sports, the one that belongs to Aaron. You wonder what Aaron, the greatest living ball player, really thinks about this, what he thinks about steroids and human growth hormones, about artificial means and artificial ends. Henry Aaron, who played his remarkable career at 6 feet and 180 pounds, who just kept hitting the ball out of the park with those amazing wrists season after season. Henry Aaron, who said this to a friend not long ago when the subject of steroids was raised, all I ever used was chewing gum, he said. Like the chief said in Cuckoo's Nest. Gum? Juicy fruit. Remember that? Juicy mm -hmm. fruit, right. Juicy fruit. You sly son of a bitch. That was just before they both got the, um, the uh, shot treatment. Right. Remember that? little dabble, do you? <laughs> Poor Randall McMurphy, man. He didn't know what he was in for. Mm -mm. And then he had that pillow fight and came out on a losing end. Okay, let's see how that... Uh, I don't want to like rub it into Barry Bonds because I don't really care about baseball at all. It just pisses Josh off. Which he already ought to be pissed off at the uh, management there for treating him like crap and lying through their teeth to him. And that's, of course, you know, never trust a guy named Josh, Josh. 558 votes. I don't know. I don't think we're going to do it. Who's the most macho of them all? I don't know why. It's a pretty easy pull. Clint Eastwood, 124. Janet Reno, 110. She's uh, giving Clint a run for her. It, it's money. I, I don't know. Clint Eastwood, I put him on there. That was my own choice, but hey. uh, I don't know. See, a macho guy to me can speak. Clint Eastwood can't speak. He's got, like, uh, Rita Crosby syndrome. He talks like, you know, like that. He talks like that. Yeah, like that. That's right. It's part of his act. I just I don't understand that. Well, let me tell you something, punk. Oh, wait a minute. Look what I, look what I did there. Oh, look at that. <laughs> you can act like a man. Okay. Speak like a man and quit whispering. What are you going to do? Nice college boy. Huh? Get out of here with that. Nice college boy. Clint Eastwood, 124. Janet Reno, 110. Jim Mandich, 98. But they don't come over my mouth. What, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but let's hear it again. Come in. You're taking us very far. Okay. Sean Connery, 48. Teddy Roosevelt, 43. James Conn. He was so good in that, you know? Yes, he was. I mean, he was also... He was good in um, the Kathy Bates movie, Misery. Right. He was great in that. But he was 100 years old by that movie. It was very... You know, you look at that movie and you think, this is Santino, this is Sonny yeah, from The Godfather, right. you know? As opposed to some of the other actors, like Robert Duvall, he pretty much always looks the same, you know? Oh, he lost some all of the other hair. Guys. Huh? Yeah, he's got a nice, uh, nice piece. Sean Connery, 48. Teddy Roosevelt, 43. Lindy England, 39. Cass Masmacho, Lindy, or um, all those uh, Iraqis. Ernest Hemingway, 22. Charles Bronson, 11. Ann Coulter, 10. Man Coulter. Johnny Weissmuller, 10. Barbara Bush, Old Babs has got 9. Father of our country. Arnold Washington, 9. Sly Stallone, 8. Kimba Bocamper, 7. Condoleezza, 6. Brad Pitt, 5. Anthony Hopkins, 4. Ricardo Montalban, 1. Raymond Burr and Catherine Harris don't have any out of 564. See, they're not going to vote for Raymond Burr based on a... Gay. Because, you know, I guess in their minds, no uh, Gay. male could be macho. Well, if you ask me, Perry Mason and Eater in that wheelchair, Ironside seemed pretty butch to me, didn't he? Let's see some pretty callous-knuckled uh, faggots before. There you go. I never checked the knuckles. Speaking of that, speaking of sexual hanky-panky, Duke University's highly ranked lacrosse team will not play again this season. See, we had so many Hank stories today, and he's off to Vegas to pick out at that buffet at the Vegas Hilton. He went to Duke. He was just in, um, where was it, in uh, Kentucky, uh, Florence, Kentucky. He said, don't call me Florence. 
Duke University's highly ranked lacrosse team will not play again this season until school administrators learn more about allegations that several team members raped it at an exotic dancer at an off-campus party, the school said yesterday. They are accused of raped it uh, this these uh, chicks. Well, just the one. Now, is that her on there? There's a picture. Oh, no, I see. President Richard Broadhead, ooh, decided to suspend the team from play until there's a clearer resolution of the legal situation involving team members, the university said. The case has roiled the campus, raised racial tensions, and heightened antagonism between the affluent students at Duke, which costs about 43 grand a year to go to, and the city of Durham, which has a large population of poor people, is about evenly divided between white and black. Isn't that where your sales stiff, I mean, uh, Chris Jones is from Durham? Raleigh. Oh, well, like I said. A woman told police she and another dancer were hired to perform March 13 at a private party in an off-campus home. The dancer, a student at North Carolina Central University, North Carolina, told police she was pulled into a bathroom, beaten, choked, and raped it by three men. No one has been charged yet. Armed with a judge's order, police took DNA samples with a cheek swab from 46 of the lacrosse team's 47 players last week. The 47th player, the only black member of the team, did not have to provide DNA because the dancer said her attackers were white. I guess that kind of narrowed it down. I need to have the information about who will be charged, said District Attorney Mike Nifong. I feel pretty confident that a rape occurred. Broadhead said team captains notified athletic director Joe Oliva on Tuesday that players wanted to stay off the field until the DNA results came back from a crime lab. In a statement, the captains predicted the DNA testing would clear the players of wrongdoing. The Toronto Maple Leafs will undergo DNA testing today because they won a game last night. They beat Philadelphia. Broadhead said it was his decision to expand the suspension. In this painful period of uncertainty, it is clear to me, as it was to the players, that it would be inappropriate to resume the normal schedule of play. Well, you know, that's interesting, but NASCAR, they had a guy die in uh, time trials on Sunday morning. They went ahead with the race. Am I right about that, Josh? You're right about that. They went ahead and had the race. They oh, they had a moment of silence. They had a half a second of silence. I read about it, about a quarter of a second of silence. And before they could even, like, hang their head and, you know, that phony thing they do. Like, okay, start your engines. Let's go and kill somebody, you know. All that crap. NASCAR garbage. No wonder Joe Costello. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Watch Connie Chung on the news. Heard some things that I hope were not true. Closed the door and locked it real tight. Made sure my pets were in for the night. Didn't really know what else I could do. Even broke out the heart's flea shampoo. Now I'm hoping little Fluffy pulls through. Think my cat has the avian flu. It's 1101 at 560 WQM. How could we leave off some of these names? For example, here's a clue. You son of a bitch. Yeah, right. Charlton Heston. How do we leave him off? No, out of sight, out of Although mind. he doesn't look so macho in those spandex pants in Fahrenheit 9-11, but yeah. nevertheless. Farrah I mean, in Columbine. 
And uh, Billy Jean King says, Gene Rogers, always listening, Gene. Thank you, Gene. And what about uh, John Wayne, the Duke? We've got two saying the Duke, oh, including Gene. And Brian and Pumpkin. Uh, yeah. Can't get much more macho than uh, Faye, I mean, John Wayne. We putting Billy Jean King on there? Yes, why yeah. not? All of these. All of these, uh, all of these people. So anyway, we're going to get to 1,000 votes by a week from uh, Sukkis. I don't think we're going to make it. I mean, it's 11.02 already. Do we even have Do we even have 600 yet? I doubt it. 596, see? We got to really goose the, we got to goose this progress up there, and this is my bad because I didn't put it on there till this morning instead of last night. That's the way it goes because I wasn't here last night. I was busy losing, cruising and losing. Couldn't find a good machine. There were, and the reason I couldn't find one is there weren't any. I guess that's a good reason. No good machine, man. Five six seven zero. Oh, and you know something? I want to start a little bit on tomorrow's poll too. We usually don't do this. Well, we remember, well once upon a time there was getting like three four days ahead. Right. Can never be too far ahead on the polls. That's right. Because that's what these people. That's their speciality du jour. You know what I'm saying? You uh -huh. son of a bitch. Yeah, that too. Well, uh, this was inspired by that factor yesterday telling you that Mars bars don't have shredded coconut. And he says, on that note, how about a future poll for what your all-time favorite candy bar is? We may have done that a long, long time ago, but I don't recall. And I'm going to I'm gonna go back on what I told you off the air before. Because yeah. you can't. No, well, you can't. It's not fair. I'm not going to say we're going to put. Well, I don't know. Do we want to put, like, Milky Way Dark? I guess we better. I guess. Sure, why not? Huh? They don't scare me. <laughs> I bet if, the, if one of them popped out of the ATM, it would. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, favorite all-time candy. Here's what I got. No, the reason I do this is because, like, regular plain Hershey bars are for Goyam. You know, I mean, nobody that likes real chocolate just eats a Hershey bar. But the Hershey bars with toffee and almonds, man, they mm -hmm. are outstanding. And would, would we agree on that? I, the, the, the little nugget packages, is that what you're talking about? No. The, uh... No. No, because they, they come in little nuggets. Nuggets my so... ass. I'll bet. Nuggets are at uh, Killer Flu Chicken. No, I like, uh, Mickey D's. I like Hershey's with toffee and almonds. Mm. But we get the bags of the nuggets. No, oh, well, uh, you know. Same thing. Those too. Just yeah. the nugget form. Nuggets. But anyway, you can't, you can't have the pull without like that. So I don't know how right. far we want to break it down. Cause, uh, like, for example, I got M&M's and M&M peanut. Hey, we got all the room in the world. We can put every variation of everything on there. Right. What's your all-time favorite candy? Here's what I got so far for tomorrow. Mars bar. No mm -hmm. uh, coconut, by the way. Snickers. Clark Bar, that's for me. I'm going to put Clark Bar. I haven't had one in years. I don't know where the hell I would find one. Don't go look. No, I'm not eating no candy today. Good. Mounds. That's the one with the coconut. Is it? Almond Joy. <laughs> now, does Almond Joy also have coconut? Did we decide? Now, I ain't going to say anything anymore. I get yelled at. I think, that, I think it does. Josh, does Almond Joy have coconut? Yes. And Mounds. But Mounds does not, right. M&M's. All right. Smarties, which is like Canadian M&M's and the British and European. Score. Oh, I may have to vote for Score. S-K-O-R. Mm -hmm. They're great. Heath Bar, very similar to Score. Right. Hershey Bar. Oh, Crunchy, Canadian. Kit Kat. Turtles. You like turtles? I do like turtles. Milky Way Dark or just plain old Milky Way. Right. Caramilk. Three Mouseketeers. Yeah. Mushy. Charleston right. Chew. I don't know what that is, but Beast came in this morning and told us he chewed it. He did the Charleston Chew while he was talking to you. Marathon Bar. I wonder if uh, the Marathon Man ever eat those. I guess they don't make those no more, but again, what was your uh, all-time favorite? Right. Zagnut Bar. You ever see a Zagnut? Yeah. Butterfinger. Mm-hmm. And, of course, now they got, like, the big 45-pound. Uh, oh, you know it. One is your arm. Yeah. Reese's, which I hate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm getting choked up about on this bowl. I hate peanut butter and candy. I don't mind peanut butter, you know, by itself. Uh, I can take it in small doses, but I'll, I'll pass on the Reese's. Right. Not for me. M&M Peanut, which is totally different than regular M&M's. It's a different right, product. Right. And Hershey with toffee and almond. That, that's a pretty good start. I think I'm going to vote for that, uh, that last one. Yeah, the Hershey with toffee. Now, have you had that, Josh? No. no. Really? Phenomenal. You'll kill yourself. Oh, you can hurt it yourself is so that. good. I mean, ordinarily you think of a... Uh, and what about, like, I, I, do they still have, like, when you go into a... Um, 
supermarket or like into a convenience store, do they still have Nestle's plain chocolate bars? I guess I'll put Nestle's on there, but sure. Nestle's makes all kind of other candy. Right. But I think they just had those very boring old Nestle's, like with the red wrapper, you know? Mm-hmm. I think they do. I don't know. I don't all know. I know crackle. candy. Well, oh, Crackle, crackle has the right they, they only make them little now, you know. Yeah, like uh, in, the, in those bags where you get like... Yeah, their, uh, in the I, I used to always pass on the Crackle. What yeah. was the other? There were, it was Hershey's with nuts and then the plain Hershey chocolate and then the right. Crackle. Remember, they used to have three right. different kinds and it was little sacks of like 40 million of those little uh-huh. minis. minis. You got Mr. Goodbar on there? Oh, Mr. Goodbar. I'm looking Speaking for it. Speaking of Hershey's with nuts. Is that what it is? Yeah, I have it. Oh, yeah, I have it's one of those. It's very nutty. Very, very nutty. Mr. I Goodbar. like almonds. I'd rather, uh, That's correct. rather have it's almonds than peanuts. Here's one that says, for today's pool, so we've got to get this straightened out. I vote for either Helen Thomas or Eleanor Roosevelt. Same person. Or anyone who ever had sex with either one. By the way, it says Franklin did and ended up in a wheelchair. That's bad. <laughs> Franklin never had sex with Helen Thomas, although she's old enough. Could have had. I hate to break the news to you, but Franklin was in a wheelchair long before he married Eleanor. His uh, second or third cousin or something like that, she was. Oh, I'll tell you one thing. They sure made, he sure made a lot of babies. He had polio as a, a teenager, that I believe. Correct. That correct, yes. Right? Yes. But he sure forgot a wheelchair. He sure made a lot of babies, the Roosevelts. Well, apparently that wasn't paralyzed. Oh. And, of course, uh, making babies with her. Oh, <laughs> oh what a piece. She was really. I mean, she may have been the ugliest creature ever on the face of the earth. She made Patrick Ewing look like Brad Pitt. That's how grotesque she was. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless lines. We got fifteen different polls going on here. We got uh, Curtis in the two to four rolling slot, which our program director Clarence, by the way, admits it's very embarrassing that we don't have like a permanent guy in there two to four, and he's asking me a lot of stupid questions. You're on your own, sweetheart. And by the way, Clarence, what are you going to do about it, you fairy? WQAM, hello. QAM. Yeah, I speak to Joe Bell, please. <laughs> yeah, give him give him a, a message from me. Message from Garcia. QAM, hello. Yeah, I have one for the candy bar poll. Yes. Uh, what's your call it? Okay. Yeah, that's that's true. I've never seen that in a long time. What what is that? Um, it's sort of like a Snickers without the peanuts. It's got nougat. Yes. It's got nougat. Yeah. And I like it if it's got nougat. Okay, thanks. What's your call it? I hope I spelled it right. I don't know. I'll, I'll leave it up to Eric. He can <laughs> yeah, whatever. How about what do you call it? You have a thousand dollars at million dollar bar. Hey, what's up, Billy? How yes, about, sir. How about uh, Steve McQueen? He'd kick John Wayne's ass in a second. Okay, Steve That's McQueen, good. man. He and uh, how about uh, the <laughs> now that was really interesting because I like. Well, I thought he was done that Steve McQueen, and then he still was on it like four seconds later. That was good. How about how about it? I think he meant maybe Steve McQueen for the candy bar. Did I put baby, baby Ruth? See, we've been talking about that. No, I did not. Baby, baby Ruth. It's hiding in plain sight. Now who are the other? Uh, there, there, now the candy bar wasn't named after him, but there's a there's some candy bar named after. Uh, oh Henry. Oh no, Oh Henry, right? Really nutty. I like O'Henry. They're okay. They're okay. But who was it that, that had a candy bar named after him? Some athlete. Judge, I should know it. Yeah, I should. Who was it? I don't know. I Come look, on. I can yeah, look you it up. do. Huh? You mean besides the O'Henry? O'Henry was an athlete? Wasn't it named after Henry Aaron? Get out of here. O'Henry was named after Henry Aaron? That's what I heard. Was You're he... out of your... I'm going to tell you. If O'Henry was named after Henry Aaron, I will come right down to and kiss you on all four cheeks. I'd rather have a check. There is no chance. Was he a baseball player? Yeah, Henry Aaron was a baseball player, but O'Henry... Yeah. What are you talking about? O'Henry was a, an author 5,000 years ago. Okay. Okay, well, I'm going to Google this. Uh, yeah, this is ridiculous. O'Henry was around That's when I was I heard. a child. That's the story I heard, yeah. Yeah, it's all these stories on the street. Or why would I make that up? I, I care about it, Henry Aaron. It's ridiculous. All right, yeah. 
I mean, there there have been baseball players with candy bars named that. Let's see, O. Henry biography. Oh no, see, this is uh, O. Henry the author. Yeah, you got to do O. Henry candy bar. Oh, jeez, I hate when I do that. Okay, let me candy bar. So oh, there was a candy bar not that long ago named after some athlete. Oh, Henry candy bar homepage. Well, here's where we're going to get to yeah, the That's right, look at the MS. Oh, Henry bars, two peanut fudge and caramels, uh, what is it, covered in rich milk chocolate. Mmm, sold in quantities of 118 and 36. It says, I bet you can't eat only 36. Well, what does that tell me? I don't want to buy them. I just want to see the history. Let's see. Hard to find. Candy oh, I got a thing bar. here. It says uh, the candy bar has nothing to do with Hammer and Hank or the author. No. I didn't think it did. But it sure as hell don't have nothing to do with Hank Aaron. You better start learning your candy bars. Hey, Mr. somebody sold sure me a bill of goods. We got 628 votes. We haven't got a chance at 1,000 until 5 o'clock. We aren't going to get to 1,000. And Josh is sitting there. Oh, yeah. On the days when we are going to make it, it's always like, oh, we got no shot. You know, and uh, today, no problem. 629 votes at 11 o'clock. You're dreaming. Where are the other votes going to come from? I mean, if, we had that many, if we had that many listeners, I'd say, oh, yeah, we got a shot. We used to. We used to have it before the new regime came in and the deep, then uh, 86 this. Isn't there a candy bar with like a number? What, what is the bar I'm thinking of? Like a $100,000 bar, the million dollar bar, is? one of those. There was a bar uh, known as Reggie after Reggie Jackson. Reggie, that's the bar after Reggie Jackson, but I, I don't want to put that on there. Nobody knows what that is. Right? right. Wasn't there a million dollar bar or something like that? That's what I was just saying, a $100,000 bar, I think. No. But well, I could be wrong about that. 100 grand? That might have been it. Are you Googling these candy bars? No, I know that there was a hundred grand bar. I don't know if it's named after mm. somebody. Was it grand? That might have been the name. Uh, I know that there was a hundred thousand dollar bar. I think that was their slogan. You can, you can only eat a hundred. Kind of like I always say, it's Pringles, but it's not Pringles. What is it? You, is it Lay's? You can only you can't only eat one. Is that it? Yeah, it's Lay's. And that's because they're loaded with chemicals that make you want to eat. By like the way, they're wrong. Bar. Just uh, like uh, it was like three months ago, I ate one Lay's potato chip out of a full, freshly opened bag. Well, the reason for that is because they're greasy and they suck. No, they're good. I love them. But I only ate one, and I haven't had one since. Well, them wrong. <laughs> well the, you know something? That would be like me going and uh, – I'm trying to think of a parallel with that. Me going to the store and buying like a, uh, a half a gallon of Nestle's turtle and eating one teaspoonful and throwing the rest out. I, mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't see that happening. Well, I, just, I hate these ad lines that are ridiculous. I, no one can eat just one. Well, here's one guy that can eat just one, and I haven't had one. I don't think I'll ever have one again until they really? give me some money, yeah. Well – I, I have a response for that. Well, congratulations. Get a life. Right. Hey, you got to do something. 1113 at 560. It just cost me $6,000. According to a recent survey, Americans keep their mattresses for 10.2 years. I want to tell you right now, Fat Boy is just disgusting, man. Every respect. Quit emailing me about things that we already know. We know Scott Farrell is on Sirius. We know he's on 8 to Midnight. Uh, we know uh, Howard put him on it. We already know that. We've discussed it. We've digested it. We've spat it out. Man, that fat boy is emailing me crap. Instead of going out there and, and uh, you know, selling something or servicing an account which he's only got one. Yeah, he's uh, emailing me crap that we already know. Old news. According to a recent survey, Americans keep their mattresses for 10.2 years. It's like keeping a car for 100,000 miles. If your mattress is 5 to 10 years old, it's probably not performing like it used to. It was. You need to call 1-800-MATTRESS, the number for our friends at Dollar Mattress, ranked number one for customer satisfaction, so there's no risk. Not with their deal, because here's how it works. You order a mattress from the expert betting consultants at Dollar Mattress. They deliver it right to your door. You try it out. Don't like it? Just call them back at 1-800-MATTRESS. They'll replace it to your total satisfaction. Guaranteed. 
Once you buy from 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll never go back to a showroom and get ripped off again. It's so easy. All you have to do is sit there on your fat, arthritic ass, call 1-800-MATTRESS, and pick out the two-hour window you want them to show up at your house, and they do, on time, every time. They take away the crappy old stained and soiled bedding, and you're on the way to a great night's sleep for years to come. When you call Dial a Mattress, no rip-offs, no nonsense, no off-brands, no runarounds, no showroom shenanigans, just factory direct prices on the top brands you know, trust, and love. Like Sealy and Serta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, Stearns, and Foster Hewitt. And Leighton Hewitt. And now Dial a Mattress offers no payments or interest for 12 months, so how can you possibly pass on this deal? If the old mattress is shot, call 1-800-MATTRESS right now or log on to their website, mattress.com, for the best sleep you've had in years. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for sales holes. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Chappelle Manure hovers over this performance by the Dolphins. Absolutely. You just got back today That your T.O. who used to play Like nobody else mattered anyway But man, I still think Jerry Jones is crazy The boys are back to clown, the boys are going down I said the boys are back to clown There's noise in Dallas town You know that jerk who used to dance a lot Every time he got the end zone with a sharpie in his sock. Man, he thought he was cool, but he was really not. What a joke that Terrell Owens. And that time that the Cowboys played, when Tio danced on the logo, what a disgrace. Then Emmett ran over and got in his face, and now he thinks they won't forget it. The boys are back to clown, the boys are going down. I said, the boys are back to clown. There's no I said, T.O.'s been hanging round, his ego is renowned. The boys are back to clown, they're poised for going down. You know, I thought uh, the other day I had a nightmare and, and really was doubting whether I saw it on TV that Adam Benatieri signed with the Colts. And I just, so I just Googled it. Just, uh, oh, myself. you thought you had a nightmare. It was a nightmare. It, but the only problem is it's true. Yeah, it's true. Oh, I know that. Well, what are they thinking up there in New England? Well, I guess, you know, three Super Bowls is enough. Spread it around a little bit. I'll tell you who we ought to put on this poll who also, like Raymond Burr, won't get any votes. Not because he's Yay. quite not the opposite, but Tom Brady. See, he won't get any votes because he's a pretty guy. See, and, and pretty guys can't possibly be macho. You, you'll see. Put him on there. I mean, okay. to me, a guy that's uh, won three Super Bowls and quarterback maybe, for a uh, maybe that's fantastic not, Maybe that's one. not why. What do you mean, maybe that's not why? You're saying he's not macho? I didn't say that at all. You only wish you only wish you were getting some of the slop over. Yeah. Right. And so and so because so they're going to vote for an imagery kind of thing like Charles uh, Bronson. I, 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 and I, I just got through saying he won't get any votes. Oh, I'm, I'm proving a point. See, I don't need to put a lot of people on there. Who are, I already put Janet Reno and she's damn near in first place. <laughs> yeah. She'll do well. That was my doing. Being sick and twisted like I am, and she's as I'm going to tell you, man. With both her hands tied behind her back, she could kick your ass. I guarantee you. Just oh, with yeah. a look. Just with one of them shaky looks. You pee in your pants and run like hell. Who's the most macho? How are we doing on the vote? Uh, 655. Uh, no, nah, we're not going to do it. No way. We can do it, you know. It's easy. It's in the bag. Yeah, you're in the bag. Clint Eastwood, 138. Janet Reno, 121. Next time Clarence comes in here, by the way, you both have my permission to beat the crap out of him. Oh, God, would that make me feel good. You hold him. I'll hit him, Josh. Jim Mandich, 111, in third place. 
Sean Connery, 57. Boy, the long way down from the Mad Dog to Sean. Teddy Roosevelt, 48. You want to know why they like Teddy Roosevelt? Because he was a... John Killer. Yeah. That's right. Linda England, 42. Ernest Hemingway, 25. Boy, a big drop-off after those first uh, three. Charlie Bronson, 21. And Man Coulter, 18. Barbara Bush, 13. John Wayne, the Duke's got 10. The Duke is back in town. Arnold Schwarzenegger, 10. Johnny Weissmuller, 10. Hercules. I'm not her, uh, Tarzan. Who right. played Hercules? Steve Reeves. You want to put Steve Reeves on here? He's pretty macho. Does anybody remember who he is? Well, put him on. We'll find out. Put him on there. Look at him with Chris Reeves. Sly Stallone, 8. Condor Leeser, 7. Tim Camper 7. Brad Pitt, 5. I bet you Condor Leeser's got a big unit. Oh, we got a Randy Johnson story again, a follow-up. Anthony Hopkins, four. Steve McQueen, two. Billy Jean King's got a pair. Believe me, that's what uh, what's Bobby Riggs found out. Ricardo Montalban, two. Tom Brady got one. All uh-huh. right. Woo. Hey, whoever voted for Tom Brady. You fairy. Uh, Catherine Harris, one. Charlton Heston and Raymond Burr both have the big uh, oh. so far. That's most amusing. Somebody says, my favorite candy bar, Payday. Payday, Payday, as Rick Jenneret would scream. That's probably in the top shelf where Grandma keeps the candy bars, as Randy Motor would rip off. Hey, Randy, you're an idiot. Oh, that's right there in Pittsburgh. All his wife will hear it and pass it along. Now, let's see. You sent me a fax that says a little history, but it's all blacked out. I can't read uh, it. I was hoping it would get through, but uh, I didn't. No. What does it say? So the bottom line is, is in the factory where they were making the candy bars, there was this little kid or young guy named Henry. Oh, wait a minute. I just thought another candy bar before yeah. you go on. Bit of honey. Right. There oh, you I go. love bit of honey. Huh? Uh. Too chewy and sweet for me. No uh, way. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You, you don't like my, bit of honey? You, you have are my share. really a goy. I'll you have tell my you. portion. Bit of honey. I haven't had one of those. They will pull your teeth out. That's true. Almost like Turkish Daffy. Now, what were you saying? There was an accident in the candy place. Right. And this little kid lost his nut. No. There was this uh, young guy named Henry that would flirt with Didn't the girls. Didn't we story about that guy years ago? The guy was, uh, he was doing his number on the uh, lathe That's or something. Right. But anyway. And he would flirt with the girls that made the candy. And the owner, uh, Williamson, whatever, uh, was coming out with a new candy bar and didn't know what to name it. And the girls would... Uh, oh, Henry. Yeah, they would uh, get the kid to do favors for them. They would say, oh, Henry, do this. Oh, and, oh Henry, Henry, do that. And he heard them say that. That's what that they used to the say idea. at the IOD in the news department. Oh, Henry. There he was. And they had me drink another bottle of wine while he was doing, doing the news. Anyway, here's one that says, the candy bar in question is the John... <laughs> that's cute. The that John Cruck bar it only has one nut. Oh, that's cute. That's really... That could be also the Tom Green uh, uh, candy bar. How long did that marriage... How many days did that marriage last? How many hours? About 30, man. Something uh, there that didn't meet the eye. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 5670560. We're building today's poll. We're building tomorrow's poll. We're building a whole new universe, man. We're building a new QAM. We're trying desperately. we got a sales manager who... Oh, God. That whole deal today that we went through, that was, Clarence, I'll give a hand it to Clarence, also, I can't say much for him, but he sure came through today, didn't he? He, t- he took a little uh, project in his hands there, and he went right back there and dragged Troy Stratford in there by the nap of the neck, like a little child, spanked him a couple of times. Ow! Attaboy, Clarence. Kick those bastards into shape, because the new sales manager, Stiffy Jr., he can't do it. He can't even figure out how to speak English yet. He speaks North Carolinese. Yeah, this thing with his illegal, uh, you know, immigrant is one thing. See, to me, an immigrant is somebody who comes in legally. Right. Like we have a quota and there are right. millions of people waiting to come in legally. Right. Who are law-abiding people who would like to come in legally. That's and right. And they'll get a job. Fill out the forms. License, wait online. They, you know, get a, approval. You know, oh, how about Cracker Jack? That's not a candy bar. Your favorite candy is the Oh, question. you're doing candy? Okay, let's put Cracker Jack. Cracker Jack. And what's the other stuff that's like Cracker Jack? What do they call that? A fiddle faddle. No, fiddle faddle? Trust me. And okay. they got uh, Crunch and Munch. 
No, that's what I was thinking. That's of. all the same. Now, don't they sell Crunch and Munch instead of Cracker Jack at the ballpark at the PB Park, Josh? Yes. Yes. See, now, why is that? Whoever heard They of... got the concession. They got the bid. Yeah, but whoever heard of that? Going to a ballpark and not being able to get Cracker Jack. Right? Right. In fact, isn't that what... It's in the song. Uh, that's, that's what I'm looking for right now. Take me out. Wait a minute. I'll find it. Harry, uh... Oh, please don't tell me it's not. Yeah, it's in there. Oh. <laughs> oh. Come on, Harry, you can do it. Oh, one. Oh, two. Back from the grave. Oh, three. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me something Crunch and munch. I don't care <laughs> if I ever get back home. That doesn't even rhyme. No. Now, the guy that impersonated Harry was so good that I can't really tell on that one whether it's really him or the, uh, the other guy. No, that's him. That was Harry? That's Harry. Oh. 27 after 11 at 560. W, like you're the expert, right? The Harry Carey expert. That's right. you, uh, I'm the expert on where these uh, bits and drops came from. Oh. Hey, if you're hungry, if you've got a big appetite right now because we're talking about candy and food and manja manja, then head for John the Baker. Two locations for you on Pines Boulevard in the Home Depot Center just west of Flamingo or the brand-new John the Baker at the Sterling Town Center corner of Sterling and Pine Island Road in Cooper City. Big, delicious, fresh portions of all your favorite Italian goodies like sausage and peppers, chicken parmesan, baked ziti, lasagna, veal parmesan, all hot and steaming, gigantic portions on your plate at teeny-tiny prices. And the best garlic rolls you've ever seen in your life. In fact, if you go in there with a meal mentioned, Neil Rogers sent you. You can get a half a dozen of John's world-famous garlic rolls absolutely free just for having the cajones, the big pair to say, that fat Neil sent me in. I say, oh, good. George and Josh have tried just about everything on the menu by now. Rave about John the Baker all the time, including that fantastic sloppy sausage sub and some of the best pizza you'll find anywhere in South Florida. Positively the best. Bring the whole family or call ahead for takeout in Pembroke Pines. Call 954-431-4315. Tell them that the Duffmeister sent you. And they'll say, You fairy! In Pembroke Pines, 954-431-4315. In Cooper City, 954-252-0091. 252-0091. John DeBaker, always big portions, always fresh and delicious, always the best Italian food in South Florida. It don't get no better than John the Baker. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. <laughs> For the flagship station. Is the discomfort of hemorrhoidal tissues making your backside burn for you? <laughs> then try Preparation H. Preparation H. It soothes the burn. Use only as directed. Wrecked him. Hell, it damn near killed him. It's 11.32, 28 till noon at 5.60. WQAM is where, like, uh, injecting a little bit of um, blood in back into this place. You know, we need, like, a um, we, we need a transfusion, don't we? Yeah, we do. We need to get a long chew from the hospital into the front door there, where the uh, credit bureau used to be before they kept getting held up. So somebody says, oh, look at this, Costello. Uh-huh, you know, see where this is from? Yeah, but anybody could have written that on there. No. It's from your boyfriend. It says Dale Earnhardt. I mean, there's no, there's no, like, regular person out there that would write like Dale Earnhardt, but a, uh, a NASCAR uh, uh, race car groupie type, he would write that crap. Joe Castello. See, nobody else would know how to, no, nobody would know that he spells it like that, see? Because they all think it's okay. Costello, which in Italian it is. He don't even know how to pronounce his name right. In Italian, that's Costello. You don't pronounce A like uh, that. 
See what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Costello, as in manja manja. Anyway, Dale Earnhardt, you can put him on there. Is he still alive? Or did he get killed? I, I, it's hard for me to keep track of the race car guys. I Which thought he alive? was the one that died. Right. I think so. the old senior. Ah, uh, see, I get confused. Yeah, the old man. If we lose the old man, and then he's got Zagnut on here, which we already got Zagnut, so go away, Joe. Go away. You're just jealous that, uh, you know, you're not on real radio, you're on that XM crap. See, this thing with Sirius and, and XM, I mean, I'm really delighted that there are people who, you know, can't get jobs in real radio that have got a job there. I mean, Howard's the only exception to that. Or maybe Martha Stewart. Who the hell would want to listen to that bitch? I mean, like Lynn Samuels, there's a good example. Or Pharrell, who's on 8 to Midnight on Sirius now. Wah, 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 the big package. Wah, 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 you know. See, I just don't get that. Other than the fact that he's a crazy person, I just, I don't get it. Who's the most macho? That's our poll. We got 708. You're right. We got a, we got a little bit of a shot. We need 292 votes in uh, two and a half hours. We should be able to do that, shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood, 149. He is the one yeah. that died, by the way. They were Clint Eastwood? Senior. Clint Eastwood died. He never died in any movie, did he? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Dirty Harry didn't die because then they could make no. the sequels. Right. And certainly in Play Misty for me, although Jessica Walter wanted him to die. She wanted the other one to die. I'm what thinking. was her name? Please don't tell me. All right. From a Knot's Landing. Uh, Donna Mills. That's right. I like Donna Mills. She was good. No problem with Knot's Landing all. was good. Whatever happened to Pat Peterson? Never I bet he's older than 100 years old now. Oh, God. That's bad. That is so sad. Clint Eastwood, 149. You know, that's a good poll uh, suggestion that I just gave, my, I just gave myself. What per besides? I mean, a fam- we're talking about famous people, not yourself, you know, because most of us would like to have free- fr- freezed ourselves at an early age, you know, like twenty or whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But what celebrity, what famous person would you like to have frozen at an earlier age? You know, like like Brandon DeWilde, you know, like twenty. Barbara Eden. Barbara Eden would have been good, like about twenty-five, I would say. Even though we didn't see her till she was thirty. Barbara Eden. When yeah. she started that show, she was already like thirty. Well, there was nothing wrong with her when she started no. the show, except she no. couldn't get out of the bottle. Nothing Just at like all. Like the president, we had a bottle problem. Clint Eastwood, 149. Janet Reno, 127. I don't think she ever looked. I think she was born looking like that. And that's not a pretty sight either. She is a killer, man. Janet. That's what they said in Waco. Mad Dog, 117 for Jimmy Mandich. And then after that, it's very, very teeny tiny taters. They're all fighting for fourth place. Sean Connery, 61. Teddy Roosevelt, 50. Linda England, he's got 43. (laughs) And to think that uh, she got pregnant. I, I don't know how that happened. Not the traditional way. You can be sure of that. Ernest Hemingway, yeah. Ernest Hemingway, 26. Charles Bronson, 23. Man Coulter, 21. Barbara Bush, old Babs, has got 14 with her beautiful mind. John Wayne, 12. Arnold Schwarzenegger's got 11. The Governor. Johnny Weissmuller, 10. Condor Leeser has got 8. Sly Stallone, 8. Kimba Volkamper is still stuck on 7. He can't even come close to the Mad Dog. Now, who do you think would win there? Like, if those two duked it out, who do you think would win that? I think uh, Volkamper would stomp on his ass like... Oh, yeah. I mean, he's so big. Right. Not to take anything away from the Mad Dog being a tough pugilist, well, but... He's, he's not small either, you know. I don't know when the uh, last time you were... No, I understand. He's not a small guy, but Bo Camper is just... He, he, he's like uh, he's a house. Uh, Paul Runyon, right? Or Damon Runyon. <laughs> Kim Bo Camper, <laughs> seven. Steve McQueen, six. Brad Pitt, five. Anthony Hopkins, four. I think they're thinking about Hannibal Lecter, aren't they? Mr. Lecter, Mr. Lecter. You know, she was in a movie that I liked. I forget what the hell it was. Oh, I, I told you that the other day. Jody I can't what it was. Huh? Jody? Yeah, she was in a movie where she was a good actress. I can't believe that because ordinarily I hate her. I really don't hate her because she was in Taxi Driver. She was good in mm-hmm. that. I just hate the role she played in Dr. Lecter. Dr. Sounds the Light. Huh? Wrong, all wrong for it. Nah, she, I just don't like that whole phony routine she put on there. Amen. Dr. Lecter. Just, just I awful. take crap for saying that. Just awful. Well, I'm sorry, but I thought she was horrible in that movie. She was. Yeah, well, there you go. Jodie's Foster. She reminded me of a Harley from Guiding Light. 
Well, I like Harley, but nevertheless, uh, she just ain't a movie actress. Brad Pitt, five. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, four. Billie Jean King's got three. Ricardo Montalban, three. Catherine Harris got a pair. Boy, what a guy. Steve Reeves has one. See, I told you, Tom Brady's got one. And I'm sure dying to take a peek. Dale Earnhardt, Charlton Heston, Raymond Burr have all got the big. Oh! See, that's the problem we got. To... How can Charlton Heston not have any? I don't know. Just because he got a mind. It's just because they saw Bowling for Columbine with those spandex pants. You son of a bitch. Macho guys mind. don't wear blue spandex pants and walk away like a coward from Michael, from a fat old guy like Michael Moore. There was Michael waddling around chasing him. Mr. Heston, Mr. Heston, Chuck, you know, he's like waddling away, like, oh, don't bother me with this. Uh, you got no answers. You set me up, and uh, I'm a crazy person. You know, I uh, love my gun. I love my peace. I mean, he made such a monkey out of him. It was just pathetic. It, wasn't, it was great. It wasn't pathetic. It was great. I loved it. Of course, it didn't take a lot of, you know, a lot of talent. He set up real good. But you know how he really did, though, when he showed him his NRA card? Mm-hmm. I'm a lifelong member of the NRA, and, oh, good boy. Yeah, he patted him on the hand. Good boy. And I thought they were going to do something. Oh, speaking of going to do something. Tell us about a family whose reality... There's a Mrs. Limbaugh. Oh, God, the thought of him rolling around even anywhere near her is just... Oh, talk about puke-inducing. Good God. Can you even begin to imagine? I, I uh, uh, Yeah, and I'm saying this right near lunchtime. This is the Rush Limbaugh diet, okay? Just think about that. You won't want to eat for a month. Hey, let me tell you, Beach Ford has gone mad because it's madness in March all this month at Beach Ford. Actually, we wanted to say March Madness, but it's copyright, so it's a madness in March. They just missed breaking their all-time record in February, so they are breaking it this month come hell or high water. And by giving you fantastic deals, too. For example, right now, extended Camp Ford F-150 is as low as $249 a month with $995 down, plus fees with approved credit on 39-month lease. Madness in March at Beach Ford means you must be mad. you got to be crazy not to take advantage of deals like these. Rebates and discounts of up to $10,000 on all new and used vehicles. Now, if you aren't in the market yourself for a new car but know somebody who is, send them into Beach Ford. Because if your friend or your associate or some stranger on the street corner takes delivery in March and you send them in, Beach Ford will send you 200 bucks. And that money comes from Beach Ford's advertising budget, so they sure as hell aren't going to tack it onto your friend's price. Don't miss out on this once-a-year event. It's Beach Ford's Madness in March. Extended cab Ford F-150 is as low as just 249 a month. Discounts and rebates up to 10 grand and 200 bucks just for referring a friend in cash. So hurry your ass in. Beach Ford is two miles east of the Golden Glades on 163rd Street, West Dixie Highway. It's a no-brainer, man. It's guaranteed. You you will love your Beach Ford experience. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Drudge packing? Yes, absolutely. Rectum. Man, I could sleep forever. And I know my audience snores When I put the words and the melodies together I hear soothing and I like the snores I like the snores I hear each time I sing Well, how about s'mores? I don't like s'mores, but how about that? Speaking of a very manlow. Well, what what kind of incarnation are you talking about? S'mores. That's the thing you make. No, no, no. There's a, a candy bar called s'mores. There is. 
Yes, there is. I better hey, get you out. You don't know s'mores? Man, you're supposed to be the young hip hotshot. Not about that. Not about candy bars? Well, what else is there for crying out loud? Between sex and drugs, what else is there? Are candy bars. Right. And okay. rock and roll. Let's see. S'mores. Uh, better, uh, oh, and there's even a peanut butter s'mores. Candy bar. See, you're right. When you Google something, you've got to put on a little, a little more yeah, Pacific, you know? Just, uh, everything, ask the question. Yeah. No, I'm not asking. That, that's on Jeopardy. S'mores candy bar. Here we go. Hershey S'mores candy bars. You thought I just made it up? They suck, by the way. Don't don't go get any. In fact, here's a picture no, of the package. I mean, they're they're all over the place. Doubting they you, suck. But I just, uh, they're very, very bad. They're awful. And As I, I was growing up, s'mores like something that you make uh, over campfires, you know. Yeah, I understand, but uh, they have a s'mores Hershey's. New. It's new. It's a new have on it. S'mores it's pop new, tarts, too, which we all new, the time. It's a Jewish candy bar. S'mores well, anyway, in those packs that uh, Josh was talking about, and we all had 100 years ago, there was uh, Hershey's Dark and then regular Hershey's Chocolate and um, Crackle were the three. Right. The little minis, you know, remember mm-hmm. those? Yeah, and Am Mr. Right? Goodbar. And Mr. Goodbar, yeah. Right. Oh, and Mr. Goodbar, there was like four, like I and said. And Hershey's with almonds. No. Yeah. And not not back when I was a kid. Okay, well, years ago yeah, they added them later. Well, see, that's why I should have been born later on. Well, they have them now. Like they, they only have three. They have the Hershey's chocolate, the Crackle, and the Mr. Goodbar now. For not like, the Hershey's dark. No, not the Hershey's dark. Sometimes well, it's not like Hershey's. a racial thing. Depends to me. on the bag you get. I've gotten bags with Hershey's dark in them. Oh yeah, I love dark chocolate. And dark chocolate's good for you. It's got like yes, it uh, stuff in it. Flavonoids. It's got uh, yeah, M M&M and M enema in it. Can we? You know, let me see. Can we play that still? I think we can. We can play so few bits. Billy, time for your enema. Oh, jeez, Mom, not another enema. Kids just hate getting enemas, and moms hate giving them. But now there's a brand new enema that kids just love. Introducing new M and Enemas, the candy-coated chocolate enema that makes getting cleaned out fun. Hey, Mom, can I have another enema? I don't know, Billy. That makes your third enema today. Please. Well, okay. Cool. And this time, I want a green one. Oh, sorry, son. I took all the green ones. Oh, Dad. My two boys. <laughs> new M and Enemas. Melts in your butt, not in your head. I bet you most of the old W News listeners didn't realize that Alice Rantel used to take a poisonberry enema before every show. It was incredible with a long, yeah. purple. Well, at least it was purple. That explained the purple haze in the studio. Anyway, Doug Thompson, who just... Uh, this guy is so good, it's scary. Nobody knows good. who he is, you know? He's Half a codger up on top of a mountain somewhere with a big burly beard. He, he's fabulous. This And because he's been around and he tells you... Not just not just the opinions. Everybody's got opinions. They're like noses and asses. You know, everybody's got one. But he's got some insight because he's been right. around. Is deception the best way to serve one's country? Is the calm today? By Doug Thompson. The handwritten note lay in the bottom drawer of my old roll-top desk when I bought for 50 bucks in a junk store in Richmond, Virginia, 39 years ago, he says. Dear Doug and Amy, it read, thanks for dinner and for listening. The signature was of old John, and the letterhead on the note simply said John B. Connolly, and was dated July 14, 1982. I met John Connolly on a TWA flight from Kansas City to Albuquerque earlier that year. The former Texas governor, the man who took one of the bullets from the assassination that killed President Kennedy, was headed to Santa Fe to buy a house, or as they say here, house. The meeting wasn't an accident. The flight originated in Washington. I sat in the front row of the coach cabin. During a stop in Kansas City, I saw Connolly get on the plane and settle into a first-class seat. So I walked off the plane, upgraded to a first-class seat right ahead of the governor. I not only wanted to meet the man who was with Kennedy on that day in Dallas in 63, but as communications director for the re-election campaign of Congressman Manuel Lujan of New Mexico, I thought he might be willing to help out what was a tough campaign. When the plane was in the air, I introduced myself, said I was working on Lujan's campaign. Connolly's face lit up, and he invited me to move to the empty seat next to him. How is Manuel? Is there anything I can do to help, he said. By the time we landed in Albuquerque, Connolly had agreed to do a fundraiser for Lujan. A month later, he flew back into New Mexico, where Amy and I picked him up for the fundraiser. Afterwards, we took him to dinner. 
Connolly was both gracious and charming and told us many stories about Texas politics. As the evening wore on and the multiple bourbon and branch waters took their effect, he started talking about November 22, 1963 in Dallas. You know, I was one of the ones who advised Kennedy to stay away from Texas, Connolly said. Lyndon Johnson was being a real a-hole about the whole thing and insisted. Uh-huh. Connolly's mood darkened as he talked about Dallas. When the bullet hit him, he said he felt like he had been kicked in the ribs and couldn't breathe. He spoke kindly of Jackie Kennedy and said he admired both her bravery and composure. I had to ask, did he think Lee Harvey Oswald fired the gun that killed Kennedy? Absolutely not, Connolly said. I don't for one second believe the conclusions of the Warren Commission. So why not speak out? Because I love this country, we needed closure at the time. He said, I will never speak out publicly about what I believe. We took him back to catch a late flight to Texas. He shook my hand, kissed Amy on the cheek, and walked up the ramp to the plane. We saw Connolly and his wife a couple of more times when they came to New Mexico, but he sold his house a few years later as part of a bankruptcy settlement. He died in 93, and I believe never spoke publicly about how he doubted the findings of the Warren Commission. Connolly's note serves as yet another reminder in our Democratic, Republican, or uh, whatever it's left of it. Few things are seldom as they seem. Like him, I never, like him, I never accepted the findings of the Warren Commission, too many illogical conclusions. John Kennedy's death and the doubts that surrounded to this day marked the beginning of the end of America's idealism. The cynicism grew with the lives of Vietnam and the senseless deaths of too many thousands of young Americans in war that never should have been fought. Doubts about the integrity of those we elect as our leaders fester today as this country finds itself embroiled in another senseless war based on too many lies. John Connolly felt he served his country best by concealing his doubts about the Warren Commission's whitewash, but his silence may have contributed to the growing perception that our elected leaders can rewrite history to fit their political agendas. Or is that agenda? Had Connolly spoken out as a high-ranking political figure with doubts about the official version of what happened, it might have sent a signal that Americans deserve the truth from their government, even when that truth hurts. Pretty interesting stuff, huh? Yes, it is. Well, not for the punks, though. Who's uh, John Connolly and who is John Kennedy? What's that? Huh? And who's Lee Harvey Oswald? He's just another crazed lone gunman, like Sirhan Sirhan. 747, I've flown on many of those. That's how many votes we got, 747. I think Josh is right. We got an outside shot. If we really put the pedal to the metal, baby, 747 votes, and Charlton Heston don't have one, and neither does Dale Earnhardt. I guess I guess uh, Joe is too embarrassed to vote on there. Maybe can't afford a computer working for XM. Tom Brady's got one, though. Anybody ever see it? 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular wireless line. That thing with Adam Venetieri, man, just wants to send me right to the bull. What, what are they thinking about? Are they adopting the Bruins New England philosophy now, going on the cheap, the Harry Sidden, uh, Jeremy Jacobs mentality? Everything on the cheap? Is that what it is, Josh? Well, they don't want to pay him, man. Well, that really sucks. Adam Vinatieri, he, he is the hero. I mean, Brady's great, you know, but Vinatieri's the one kicked all in field goals one of those games. Yes, he is, and I'm glad he's, he's gone. Less of a chance for you guys to win. We don't even play in the same conference with Tampa Bay, okay? Yeah, you you're are right. a hard-ass man. You are New so England jealous. Just, you, know, old you are so jealous. Old you only wish you woke up tomorrow and you were found yourself to be Tom Brady. You only wish. Of course. Who doesn't? <laughs> I don't. George doesn't. George doesn't want to be no Tom Brady. Well, maybe he would. Well, no. Just for the money. It's nothing wake else. up next to that. No, I'll well, forget about the money. How about that blonde? Which okay. one? Right. Anyone he wants. WQAM, hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. I didn't hear Lee Marvin. Was he on that poll? Lee Marvin should be on there, man. He was a hard-nosed guy. Go yes, ahead. he was. Also, Clint Eastwood was killed by Melody Thomas from The Young and the Restless in one movie. She wow. poisoned him. The Young and the Horny? Yes. Now, which one is she? Who is she? She's the blonde on The Young and the Restless. She was, like, really young when the show started. She's like... Well, well which blonde? Does she play, like, uh, Victor's wife? Cause I yeah, Victor's wife. wife. Victor's wife. Oh. Well, what is her name on that show? Oh, she's uh, Vicky. Maybe it is. Also, Nikki, Vicky, Vicky, Tiki. <laughs> okay, thanks, Pat. Wait, wait, wait. Go on. Um, Marathon Bar is good. Looks it's good on there. And, oh, you have there? Yeah. I, he's wrong about the age of Barbara Eden. She was younger when the show started. Have him look it up. 
I will. Well, how, how old do you think she was? I think she was 26 or 27. Well, we're going to Google it right now. Thank you. Thanks, pal. Bye. Okay, there's, now there's a way to go to IMDb. I don't have time. I'm, I'm busy doing a show. What? Go on IMDb and do... Um, it's one of those things they keep talking about in interviews. She was like 31. Well, you listen to me? Listen to me. I mean, you don't have I'm to here. worry about that. Because it'll show you her age now, and then it'll show you when she was on the show. So we'll just do the, the math. Do the math, as they say. I hate people who say, do the math, you know. Oh, God, what a stupid expression. Do the math. Do the math, my ass. So what does it say, Barbara Eden? You got there yet? You're so slow. Oh, I could already have all the info. Well, then. Because your computer is slow. It took me to the movie. What? It took me well, to the what movie? movie from 52. Movie Apparently there's a movie. No, I don't care about no movie. Oh, Neither do I. I'm getting, ahead. I'm getting a late start. You're like a minute ahead of me, and I'm just starting right now. I'll, I'll, I'll beat you to the punch. All right. IMDB. What does that DB stand for? Douche, uh, douche Barbara Eden. Isn't that what it is, Joyce? Okay, yeah. here we go. Barbara Eden, Seven uh, Faces of Dr. Lau. She was born in 31. Okay, so that makes it 31. Get out of here. She's ancient. I'm telling you. She's 75 years old? Holy moly, she's older than I am, and that's really old. Holy cow. Okay, so 31, and where the hell is the TV show? Yeah, good luck. I hate that IMDb. You know, I used to like him a lot right up till this moment. Why is that? Oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, no. Now, wait, wait, is she in, was that her in The Seven Faces of Dr. Alau? Well, there's two different bar. There's two I know, but I'm, I'm looking at the one that has a picture of her on there, so. Oh, oh, that's her. There she is. Okay, well, that's that page will tell you when the show was on. Uh, nothing could be finer than a doer in Carolina, is what it says. Uh, keep scrolling uh, down. Huh? It's all the way down at the bottom. Holy cow, she sure had a lot of work, I'll tell you that. Yeah, Entertainment did. Tonight, Back from Eternity, West Point, Highway, uh, I Love Loosely. She was on I Love Loosely. Several episodes. The Millionaire. With the J. Uh, Bears for Tipton, whatever his name was. You never saw that show. Larry King? Uh-huh. Uh, biography. You, well, you know what to do now? That's a Google I Dream of Genie. There, there you go. Now you're catching. So now well, let's, These people uh, don't even have They're it. making this very 65. difficult for us. 65. So that means she was 34. So the caller's full of crap. Well, you said she's about... Uh, I said about 31. I knew she was over 30. Oh, well, she was, she was uh, 34. So let's so let's assume go. that she was like uh, maybe it wasn't her birthday at uh, 33 to make it even closer, make it seem like you really had your thumb right on it, mm-hmm. and then you took your thumb off the bottle and Jeannie popped up, just like that. Ooh. Larry Hagman, by the way, he's been dying for a long time. I think uh, when it comes to celebrity deaths, he's definitely due, isn't he? My yeah. God, all, all the tabloids, all uh, that's all you read about. Larry Hagman, he's got the new liver right. and new kidneys. He's on his fifth one. Holy moly! He buys them by the case. He even got like some Canadian bacon on the new liver. I can't believe it. He's still alive, Larry Hagman. Mary Martin's son, by the way, a little trivia for that everybody knows. Who the hell's Mary Martin? She was Peter Pan. That's who she was. She's pretty butch when you come right down to it. What kind of a woman can play a, a, a name like Peter Pan, even though he did float a little bit, but nevertheless, huh? Mm-hmm. Don't put Mary Martin on, though. That would, that would be bad. Remember she was in that bad is. car crash? No. How can you tell the difference? 765 votes on there. If we can get up to 804 minutes. <laughs> We definitely got a shot. Josh is, like, working on this feverishly. He's calling everybody in the phone book. Look at the people who don't have a vote. Who is the most macho? Lee Marvin, Dale Earnhardt, Chuck Heston, and Raymond Burr. I guarantee you, those four guys, if they come knocking on your door, man, it'll be a real miracle. This is Neil Rogers. Because I think uh, all but one this are dead, and the other one looks like he might as well be. Son of a bitch. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. All you guys lied. You, 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 the media. All you guys lied. But this, this, this whole thing in sports now has turned into a big circus. Circus. Sorry, y'all. 
my phone. Boo me, cheer me. Those are gonna cheer me, gonna cheer me. Those are gonna boo me, gonna boo me. Boo me, cheer me. He wanted me to jump off the bridge. I finally jumped. I'm 40 years old, not 20, 30. You're a good ball player. You proved it. You know, you've done this, you've done that. We're all supporting you. I've never heard that before. All you guys lie. Fiction, fiction. You, 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 you. All you guys lie. Fiction, fiction. Can you get my son in this? Hello? Well, I'm tired, 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 tired. Well, I'm tired, tired. Hello? All you guys lie. You, 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 you. All you guys lie. Tired, tired, tired. You wanted me to jump off the bridge? I finally have jumped. Hello? Hello? There he goes. He's on the way down. That's Josh's hero, Barry. Barry rhymes with you fairy. Anyway, with those chipmunk cheeks. Look at that. Uh, Dale Earnhardt finally got a pair, and Lee Marvin got a pair. Thank God for that. And Tom Brady's got a pair. You know who else? Ray Whitney has a pair. Well, there oh, you how go. How about that? Never got to see him, though. Tom Brady's got a pair. Steve Reeves won. Charlton Heston and Raymond Burr on the ASN with none. They will not give Raymond Burr a vote. If they didn't know that Raymond Burr was gay, they all would be voting for him. You know, a very mm-hmm. macho guy. How about Hamilton's burger? Old meathead. Too much smoking, baby. Who else just died because they were smoking up the storm? Somebody else just recently died. I know a whole lot of people. <laughs> like that. Quit smoking them faggots. I'm telling you right now, man. They'll put your ass in the ground. Jeb Bush plan shows disdain for education, says Ed Garvey in the Madison, Wisconsin, Capital Times. Jeb Bush, your fat-ass governor. what I tell you? This is part of the neocon plan. They've been trying for years to destroy public education. They're working feverishly on it. Not to mention, of course, that second referendum on limited class size, which we'll get to. See, I still got my agenda here, man. I got my pile. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm mixing and matching today. All right. Along with candy bars. Oh, Henry. Boy, I haven't had an O. Henry in a long, long, not that I want one. <coughs> and you'll be interested. No, I'm sure you already do. Briars does make an O. Henry ice cream, and it sucks, too. I'll bet. I've tried them all. The Smarties ice cream, yeah. and the M&M ice cream, and the Snickers ice cream, and the Milky Way ice cream, and the Mars ice cream. See, and the, what, what it amounts uh, oh, to in all of their cases is just another sneaky way to try to sell you the vanilla ice cream. However, Turtle, that, now see, that's the interesting part. Nestle's Turtle is good. That's because Nestle makes it. Right. Nestle doesn't make too many crappy ice creams or too many bad products. Nestle's good. In fact, Nestle's makes Smarties. But Hershey's, man, Hershey's. Uh, you ever been to Hershey, PA? No. Well, why would anybody go there just to get some free candy? That's pretty stupid. You know, I oh, could understand if candy was expensive. I can understand why people go to the Heineken factory in Amsterdam to get their free uh, samples, you know. In mm-hmm. fact, my last apartment, the uh, unsanitary one in Amsterdam, where we had yeah. the studio that didn't work thanks to Bob Vermouth, uh, that was like uh, just a few blocks from the Heineken plant. Aren't you excited about that? I know. So there's a reason for you guys to go there to see uh, the Heineken. Mm. In fact, Freddie Heineken, Heineken uh, built the uh, Europa Hotel there in Amsterdam, right by the VD store. I forgot uh-huh. about Vroom, Vroom Dreisman. That's uh, the second biggest department store in the city next to Divine Corp. Well, I sure know my Amsterdam crap, you know. And it's, it's too bad. It's too bad. I think I'm just going to hang it all up. Retire and just go there right now. To hell with this crap. Hell with all this aggravation, man. See, I just I, I need a lobotomy is what I need. Anybody get a, a group discount? We could all use a good lobotomy. Well, I got Forget a, about a, what's going on. A, a battery-operated power drill. And this new GM, Joe Bell, who waddles around. <laughs> you know, patting everybody on the back. See, that, that's what the Brutus did, too. You know, he patted Caesar on the back. The only problem is the other hand, he had a knife. Right. That's the problem. Stabbed him in the front. Right. What is this great idea? Jeb Bush, voucher-pushing governor of Florida Public Schools, be damned, and future GOP nominees for president says he's sorry he didn't think of. Buckle your seatbelts. A bill passed the Florida House with a push from a Bush, a push from Bush, that would force high school kids to declare their major field of study. Now, keep in mind that Jeb doesn't really like public schools. Too many poor folks mixing with the rich kids, you know. Mm-hmm. But Jeb claims he wants to reduce the dropout rate with this cockamamie scheme. 
Majors would include English and math, or here's the real deal, vocational fields like carpentry and auto repair, according to press reports. Isn't this exciting? Why not sports as a major? After all, Florida State already provides scholarships for that growing field without requiring a working knowledge of English. Perhaps the high schools could have their own car wash and auto repair shops to raise money for other less relevant underfunded programs such as biology, physics, and literature. Other ideas for courses come to mind like surviving while in prison or how about a major in creationism. Here's the best part. Jeb would oversee districts with poorly performing schools and pay teachers bonuses based on factors like job performance and how many minority or poor students their school had. Can't you hear Jeb grilling teachers? Why? How come so many kids in regular courses where they fail? Come on, how about pushing car repair? You do want a bonus, don't you? Thank you, Jeb Bush. Thank you, No Child Left Behind. Thank you, whoever you are. What a great idea. Pause a moment and ask if our country's thrown on the towel on future generations. I think we have, but maybe I'm just not smart enough to figure out why it's a good thing for schools to focus on reading and math only in an effort as the New York Times reported to meet the loopy No Child Left Behind law. This is written, I already told you, Ed Garvey, Capital uh, Times in Madison, Wisconsin. While Bush apologists argue that NCLB, No Child Left Behind, raises performance levels of poor schools, experts warn that by reducing the academic menu to meat and potatoes, schools risk giving board teens a message that school means repetition and drilling, the Times says. And board students don't learn. They drop out on their way to the criminal justice system. Have these folks lost their minds? Emphatically, no, they haven't. The goal of the neocons is to destroy public education, to build build demand for vouchers, and overall privatization of our primary and secondary schools and our universities. Why waste money educating poor performers? This money could be used to train kids for real jobs in the new world economy. Listen to the neocons. Read what they're saying. They don't like government, and they're hell-bent on destroying it. Follow the Bush logic. Reduce funding for schools. Reduce the number of teachers. Spend less on special education and gifted and talented programs. Teach to the math and English tests. Drop the arts, and more and more parents will be begging for vouchers so their kids can attend the Bradley Foundation School of Education and Creationism. As for the poor kids, well, the Bible says the poor will always be with us because they can learn how to wash cars, do layups, and study the Bible. Hey, we didn't make them poor. They had a choice. So don't hold back my kid because the poor made lousy choices, please. Well, now we in Wisconsin can relax because we have the best public schools in the country. Okay, Iowa and Minnesota aren't bad either, but we certainly put Florida, South Carolina, and Louisiana to shame, don't we? My question is for how long? The same neocon foundations pushing Jeb Bush's nutty idea worked the Wisconsin legislature to greatly expand vouchers in Milwaukee while burdening the public schools. The same forces have reduced spending on our university system while spending like drunken sailors on prisons. The same forces keep revenue caps in place, reducing the quality of our public schools while they condemn teachers because the teachers have health care and pensions. The barbarians are at the gate, but they're very well dressed. We'd better awaken before they destroy public education by privatizing our system while offering only vocational training to the non-wealthy in our state. Good article. And right on the heels of that, you know, the governor that's a fat-ass governor that had devious plans the first yeah, time? Right. Well, if, if at first you don't succeed, what's this facts here? Wonka bar? Yeah, Willy Wonka bar. Is it Willy Wonka? I never yeah. heard of that. You had ever had a Wonka bar? I've How seen about a Zonka them. bar? I don't know if I've had them. I'm telling you, there's some other athlete beside the Reggie bar. There was somebody else had a candy bar, and I can't think of who it is, and it's going to be very embarrassing when we get all done, you know, like the Danny Marino bar or something like that. Yeah, maybe it was the Dennis Rodman bar, all nuts. Wonka bar. Should I put that on there? I never heard of it. Yeah, it's a, it's, it exists. Oh, it's a thing? Okay. Well, I sure got a list for tomorrow, man. Wait till Eric sees this. He's going to plot. He'll probably go out to the uh, 7-Eleven. Governor, fat-ass Governor uh, Jeb Bush pushed to what his Bush's push. To water down the state's class size, caps narrowly passed its first major hurdle in the Republican-controlled Senate yesterday. The measure survived in a party-line vote, but even while she voted for it, Senate Education Chair Evelyn Lynn voiced qualms, and there are growing questions whether the 40-member Senate can muster the 24 votes needed to put the proposed constitutional amendment on the November ballot. I've had great concern over what the voters really want, but I think it's important that we fully vet this issue. It's very important to our state, said Lynn, Republican of Ormond Beach. We already had a vote on this, and the governor said to you, Raspberry. That's what Tommy said. 
With overwhelming support from South Florida, state voters in 2002 approved an amendment that set a limit of 18 students in grades pre-K through 3, 22 students in grades 4 through 8, and 25 students in high school. The strict caps are supposed to be met by 2010, and recent state polls indicate the voters don't want them repealed or weakened. But your fat-ass governor and legislature's Republican leadership are pushing to soften the caps. They have devious plans, saying Florida can't afford to build a classroom needed to meet that mandate. They have proposed increasing the cap by five students and allowing school districts to comply through co-teaching or assigning two teachers to one class, meaning a high school class could have as many as 60 students if two teachers are assigned to it. And that's sweet. 60. To sweeten the pot for voters before they smoke it, a provision has been added to mandate that all school districts spend at least 65% of their budget in the classroom, although no one has defined exactly what a classroom expense is or what that will mean to the individual school districts. These politicians just can't seem to understand Floridians want smaller class sizes, not propaganda and parlor tricks, said Damien Filer, a spokesman for Defend Florida's Class Size Amendment, a coalition that includes State Teachers Union and the Florida AFL-CIO. While the Florida School Boards Association supports the proposed amendment, the Broward and Palm Beach County School Boards are opposed. The voters approve class size. The board supports the voters. So funded, said Vern Pickup Crawford, lobbyist for Palm Beach County Schools. Is that like Cindy Crawford, Pickup Crawford? How about Keith Crawford? Or what was the, what was the kid on uh, that awful show? Johnny Crawford on that country western. What was that show? Sorry. Some cowboy show. Johnny Crawford. He added the school board opposes the 65% solution because it places restrictions on constitutionally elected officers and it's smoke and mirrors. A Florida speciality smoke and mirrors. Just like that bullet train. Oh, here it comes. Georgia Slack, lobbyist for Broward School, said the county would like to see the class size amendment modified if the legislature doesn't fund it, but sees the 65% provision as a violation of home rule. To muster the required three-fifths supermajority vote of each house to get the amendment on the fall ballot, the proposal is being championed in each uh, chamber by the incoming leadership, Senate President-designate Ken Pruitt, Republican of Port St. Lucely, and the unctuous House Speaker-designate Marco Rubio, Republican of Miami, both whom take their uh, new offices in November. Marco Rubio, my ass. This maintains the spirit and integrity of class size. It doesn't undermine or undo it, said Pruitt whose Senate district extends into Palm Beach County. Even should this pass, we still would have the most stringent class size law in the land. And it goes on. But It boils down to where there's a will, there's a way. It's as simple as that, said Senator Ron Klein, Democrat of Boca, a member of the Senate Education Committee that approved the measure on a 5-3 to three vote Tuesday morning. The people of Florida said they wanted smaller class sizes. It's up to the legislature to fund it and for the local school board to get it done. Get it done, okay, you jackass. And one of the best ways to get that done is make sure that the parimutuals don't raise as much money as they could with those slots because that's what the fat-ass governor legislature want. Let's do everything in our power to make sure it fails so we can say, see, told you. Oh, my God. It's just, you know, it's a catch-22. What a horrible, horrible state. You know, it's just really sad. It's a nice mm-hmm. palm trees. The ocean on occasion when it's not filled with all kind of schmutz don't look too bad, you know. Got some nice beaches. You know, not so much down there, but like in other parts of the state. Like, like they used to have that nice beach in Panama City before all them born-again Christians came in and were, like, doing their thing on the beach. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, condoms in the water. This is 560 QAM. You do not belong in here, you damn crackhead. Go smoke your crack, please. Okay. I'm dying out of here. Absolutely. Living the best. 
care who you are, you fail. I found a really nifty uh, website. I bet you haven't seen this one yet. Probably going to candy bars. It's uh, smm.org slash a bunch of stuff. And they got uh, cross sections of all these different candy bars, and then you got to guess. You click on them, and they'll tell you. But you got to guess what they are. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's cute. And now what was the one you were saying, Mars Bar? Okay. You claimed that it had coconut? I didn't claim. I thought. No. I didn't know. I'm looking at a cross section of a Mars Bar right now, and Mars has got like, um, you know, Marshmallow fluff and nuts, and that's it. That's it. I mean, I, I don't claim the. No, the, the ones with coconut. I'm looking at them right now. Candy bars. Loaded with coconut is almond joy and mounds. Okay, then those yeah, are the two. Those pictures, I confused my do. mounds with my Mars. No, I see. Well, some of them are out of this world. But I'm not a candy bar expert. Didn't claim. Well, anything. here's what I got so far. Boy, I sure have expanded this list. I got for tomorrow's pool. What's your all-time favorite candy? And of course, I should probably say candy bar, but you know, the hell with it. What well, do you no, call it? You got M&Ms and stuff on there, so. What? That's not a candy bar. No, it's candy. And so is like um, uh, Cracker Jack. And Fiddle Faddle. And Munch. And Fiddle Faddle. But there's another one beside those, which, uh, oh, what is it called? Very much, It's the same stuff, like Crunch and Munch. It'll come to me. Whatchamacallit, which I'm very proud I spelled it right. Mars Bar, Snickers, Clark Bar, Mounds, Almond Joy, S'mores, which you didn't even know was a candy bar. Shame on you, but don't get it. It sucks. Okay. M&M's, Cracker Jack, Smarties, Fiddle Faddle, Score, Crunch and Munch, Heath Bar, Hershey Bar, and that's just a plain old pedestrian one, Crunchy. It's Canadian, eh? A whole bunch of these are Canadian. Kit Kat, Turtles, Crispy Crunch, another one. Milky Way Dark, or just plain Milky Way. Caramilk, Caramello. Ever have a Caramello? I think Three so. Three Mouseketeers, Mr. Good Bar, Charleston Chew, Wonka Bar, Marathon Bar, Zagnut Bar, Butterfinger, Payday, Reese's, Bit of Honey, M&M Peanut. I wonder if that's Robert Reeser. Hershey with Toffee and Almonds. Oh, man, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Nestle's, Crackle, Baby Ruth, Oh, Henry, Rolo, Twix, Arrow. That's the one that's got all the bubbles in it, you know? Supposed to suck on it. I see. You, you ever saw the spot for Arrow? No. You suck those, on those it. Those are hor- hor- horrible candy bars. In fact, they yeah. even have one that's mint, I believe. What's, oh. it, what's it shaped like? It doesn't suck out a candy bar. I see. But you're supposed to bite into it, and like it's got like bubbles, like like the, it's like um, pumice, like okay. coral. You know what I'm saying? The, the the interior of it. Okay. In fact, if you look at the cross section, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. You'd see. And then you suck it. You're supposed to let it melt in your mouth, and all, oh. the, all the bubbles like uh, burst in your mouth. But it doesn't really. Yeah, work. I don't know how that works. No, it sucks. Bad candy. Mr. Big, Coffee Crisp, another Canadian candy. Bar none and hundred grand. Now is that a pretty impressive list, or what? We didn't put uh, Milka on there for John Jarris for obvious reasons. Thanks for that candy bar again, John. Not, not as in Nazi. God, that was such an act of lunacy, man. I sat here, my sugar. I kept taking my blood sugar. Remember, it went up to like mm. 3.45 in the middle know. of the show. I mean, if you're going to send me something to cheat with, send me something good, not a crappy, plain old Milka bar. Oh, feh. 
Man, even in the Bavarian Alps, they would throw they would throw crap at you if you gave them that. God, go to Europe and that's the best you can come up with is a Milka bar. That's pretty sad, John Jerris. Pretty weak. Of course, the Nazis, you know, they like uh, like to hang out together. They don't, they don't get out too much. A life-size sculpture of a naked Britney Spears kneeling on a bearskin rug as she gives birth will be on display next month at Brooklyn's Kapla Kesting Fine Art Gallery. See, this might rekindle your interest in Britney a little bit. No. Really? I saw the statue and the some sculpt- recent pictures. Oh. <laughs> the sculpture is to appear next to a display case filled with anti-abortion materials. It was created by Daniel Edwards, who said he never spoke to the 24-year-old pop star or met her and fashioned her face and figure from photos. I admire her. This is an idealized figure, Edwards said Tuesday in a phone interview from his home, which is near his studio in Moosup, Connecticut. Moosup. Everyone is coming at me with anger and venom, or is that ventum, but I depicted her as she has depicted herself seductively. Suddenly, she's a mom. Your mama. Spears was married to her former backup dancer, the unctuous and grotesque Kevin Federline, gave birth to their son, Sean Preston, last year. He's the couple's first child. I wonder if he's kin to Billy Preston. What was the name of that song, Billy Preston and something about uh, dancing? What was that? Oh, God. Am I going to have to look that up? I got it all right here. Billy Preston. You keep me dancing. Nothing from nothing? Nothing from nothing. That's Billy Preston. Very good. That's it. Nothing. That's nothing from nothing. He also had... Yeah, what is that called? Will it go around in circle? Will it go around in circle? That's the one I was thinking about. Will it, will it dance around in circle? Whatever. Get rid of it. The singer's publicist, that's uh, Britney Spears, Leslie Sloan Zelnick, didn't immediately respond to requests for comment from the AMP. When some bloggers heard about the exhibit Monument to Pro-Life, the birth of Sean Preston, the gallery said it received about 3,000 emails from around the world in just a week, split between anti-abortion and abortion rights opinions. We also got calls from Tokyo, England, France. Some people are upset that Britney's being used for this subject matter, said gallery owner David Kesting. Yeah, here she is. She's uh, flashing her ass all over the place, and she's being used for a bunch of uh, so-called right-to-life propaganda by the uh, fetus uh, huggers. Others who are pro-life thought this was degrading to their movement, and some pro-choice people were upset that this was a pro-life monument. Pro-life my ass. All these masses out there are screaming about immigration. How come Lou Dobbs is down there castigating the Pope every night on CNN, huh? All these unwanted babies, all these people procreating and reproducing like rabbits and cockroaches. That's a big, big part of the problem in Latin America, baby. And I do mean baby. Man, oh, man. All the unwashed and unwanted masses because they want to please the Pope, you know? It's your fault. It's your people, man. It's your religion. Right. Your religion and your people. All those Indians from Mexico. Right. Speaking of the Indians, by the way, I don't want to get into it. Then, then we'll get a memo from the new sales manager. <laughs> and whatever you do, don't ever again say, don't say that. Because I might, I, I don't understand how that could piss anybody off. Can you? Of course, no. that was the previous, that was uh, Raymond, uh, Curtis Raymond Burr. He had an excuse for everything, you know. Kind of like the present group we got. And by the way, fat boy, don't ever email me again, ever. If you're, unless you croak. If you croak, then send me, and you're dying, gasping moment, send me an email, say, and just say, I'm dying over here. And I'll give you like a sitting ovation. I just uh, mentioned that again to him during that last break. How uh, psychic are you? Really? Well, what, did went, he, what did he say? I went into the magic room. And, I uh, don't want emails from him, yeah. especially about Scott Ferrara or other stuff that's got nothing to do with business, okay? If you want to send me something about a new account you sold, which it'll never go to no, happen. No, 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 no. I just told him not to email you uh, ever again, period, to lose it. Good. And, and what did he say? He said, all right, Pally. Yeah. Screw him. What a what an idiot! The fact that he's still there Hiya, Pally. tells me that they got a lot of work to do back in cleaning that place back out over there in sales, that boiler room. Screaming yellow zonkers, the candy like cracker jacks. I, you know, I think I do know what that is. 
The box was fun to read while munching them, especially after smoking a big fat one. It says, Screaming Yellow Zonkers. Is that near Yonkers? I don't know. Never heard of it. With Bullet Bob Meyer calling the races at Yonkers Raceway. Here comes Jimmy Maron on the outside. <laughs> and Carmine, the red man, just went up in the air at the wire. Uh-oh, Maron. And here's old uh, DNF Duplays. 26 past noon. I'll tell you, I missed the fat man. You know, he's a good guy. He was, uh, he was okay, the fat man. But he's dead. I'm not talking about Fat Boy back there in sales. I'm talking about your buddy Fat Rich. You and he oh. got along okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Unlike some of my other friends who, who have nothing but great disdain. Or is it the other way around? It's the other way around for well, some reason. But, uh, you know. Nah, they all like you. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Except Dave. Right. 26 past noon at 560 WQAM. Being outdoors a lot in South Florida, you really need comfortable shoes. So the only place to go is Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach. Waddle your tootsies right over there, man. Brandy's carries major brands like Florsheim, Echo, Mephisto, Rockport, Hush Puppies, New Balance, and tons of other name brands in all sizes for men and women. And they even carry wide widths and hard-to-find sizes for those of you with those fat, grotesque feet. Brandy Shoes is the largest independent shoe retailer in all of South Florida. And when you see the selection of value you get at Brandy's, you understand why I always have been raving about them for these past many, many years. Go see our good buddy Arnie. He'll make sure you get the right fit at the right price every stinking time. Speaking of the way your feet smell. That's how they know you when you walk in. Brandy's isn't like a department store where you have to wait a long time to get personal service. And then after you finally get waited on, they say, oh, you like those shoes? Well, guess what? Don't have it in your size. Because the only thing they do do at Brandy's is shoes. So you don't have to worry about size, selection, service, and certainly about unbeatable prices, too. Brandy's Shoes, you'll find them at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach between Atlantic and Copens on the east side. Can't miss it. Brandy's is open every day, Monday through Saturday till 9, every Sunday till 5. And this week is a stupendous, a smart time to buy naturalizers at Brandy's because all great women's styles are 10 bucks extra off. So come into the store this week or shop for shoes on their website at brandyshoes.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. All the crap you can unwrap. All the slime all the time. 560 WQAM presents Who Did Mo? With Mo Halliday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo Halliday, David, whatever it is. Now, you listen to me. I got unfinished business with that there about Iraq. I stand before you now with my previous statement plainly in hand. There ain't no National Guard in Iraq, see? National Guard? I'm going to know. Hey, I wasn't going to be in there. Where's that falling? Oh, me, now I'm doing my thing here. What do you got to do in there for? It's better acoustics, you knucklehead. Now scram. <laughs> oh, where was I? Oh, yeah. And another thing. Who's come more for the war in Iraq? Ginger Baker's Air Force or Joe Crane's in a pith helmet? Ah, well, that's pith, uh, Joyce. Uh, as in uh, pith. <laughs> Nobody knows what I said anyway. But don't stop me now. I'm on fire, Dad. Like skizzy cats. Why, I'm the skizziest. <clears throat> now on a personal note, this new life of leisure ain't bad. Why, I'll have you know I'm now the heartthrob of skeletal women by the pool. They, uh, they like my nice back. I got a play in strip mahjong. <laughs> but I want to tell you, these boys look like Mike Chertoff and drag. <laughs> Boy, I still got it, huh? Bet you wish you had me back. Well, not on your life. There ain't no chance you'll ever see me in that smelly dump again, see? Well, yeah, well. Oh, uh, speaking of mums there. Trump 32, 28 to 1, we got, uh, what do we got today? We got Curtis at 2, unfortunately, Eric Reed, who talks to his teachers like Dave Strader, who does the Panther games on TV. They both talk to their teeth like that, affected. 
Uh, uh, he'll be out with uh, Curtis at 3.30. Half an hour. You can handle it. Uh, Mad Dog at 4, who has to follow Eric Reed, And then the Panther preview at 7 o'clock. Then followed by the Panthers at the Penguins from the Igloo, the Civic Arena, the ancient building there in Pittsburgh where the whole place is falling apart. And the lights keep going out. And that's another must-win. They just you got to win almost every game. I know that sounds ridiculous, but a man in your position can't afford to look ridiculous. So it's a big game for your Panthers. Any interest? No. And then Jesse Agler after the game. He'll probably be hockey and hockey, and so we'll have no audience. Five-year-old expelled for bringing gun to class. See, I told you about that this morning. Right. You didn't seem to be all that. You were like, Well, it was only uh, a 22. Yeah, that's right. A kindergarten student in Fur Crest, like Washington, was expelled for 10 days after he brought a 22 caliber gun to school, officials said. I mean, it's kindergarten, for Christ's that's sake. right. The five-year-old boy climbed from a chair onto a washer-dryer and got an unloaded pistol out of a cupboard at home, police said. He showed a friend a gun on the Whittier Elementary School playground, then put it back into a friend's backpack, police chief John Cheeseman said. The boy never made any threat and told the principal what he had done Monday, but was expelled immediately, said Patty Holmgren, a spokeswoman for the Tacoma school system. Police confiscated the piece. School officials were investigating. Classmates have been reminded not to bring guns into school. And a letter on the incident has been sent to parents of Whittier students, Holmgren said. The boy's parents tried to keep the gun out of his reach and didn't store ammunition with it, so no criminal charges are likely, the police chief said. The boy now realizes he shouldn't have brought the pistol to school, Cheeseman said. He just should have shot that little girl next door. <laughs> there was an understanding that he shouldn't have done it, that what he did was wrong. Well, isn't that good? See, yeah, little kids good. learn and don't take the gun to school. Don't take your, uh, what was that song? Don't take your uh, something to town. What was that song? Country song? Kenny, Kenny Rogers, Rogers and the uh, Ruby, Don't Take Your Ruby Love to Town. Ruby, Don't Take Your Crap to Town, right. Speaking of that, oh, what a segue. Speaking of crap, somebody, one of your least favorite people. Let me give you a little bit of clue. Remember I talked about the seals? Yeah. You painted up your lips and rolled and curled your tinted hair. Ever tell you about the time that Kenny Rogers was sitting across from me at the table there at Pompano Park in the dining room eating his uh, dinner watching the race? Yes. Sorry, about the time I helped Leland, cut it, uh, his Jim brother was up there one time, the former manager of your Florida Marlins. Mm -hmm. At that same table, right there across. And then on the other side, there was Petey Rose that other time with that floozy, with that big stack of $100 bills that disappeared like somebody did, a, like Kreskin was there doing a vanishing act. Ruby. Yeah, Kenny Rogers, nice quiet guy. He wasn't bothering nobody, asking for any like special. He was very, uh, very nice. Kenny Rogers said that. And the first edition. Though. Well, that was the original. That was uh, that song. And also, uh, don't tell me the first one. That was, uh, was that it? No, there was another one they had. Well, uh, it was something your condition, your condition is in. Right. And you picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Right. But what was the other one? The just, what was the name of that? I'm looking. Something about, I mean, I can look it up if I have to. Yeah, Kenny Rogers in the first edition. It was on Reprise Records on an orange label. Well, you'd think they'd alphabetize it. Oh, uh, come on. How many could there be for... Oh, I'm going to... All right. It ain't here. Oh. Is it Something's me or... burning? What is it? No, no, no. Must be this book is getting heavier. Maybe it's gaining weight. Either that or I'm getting to be old and, and febrile. Kenny... There's Rome. There's the Rolling Stone. I don't even remember that. There's Tommy Rowe. Hey, Tommy Rowe and Sheila. Um, Susie Darlin. Boy, how dare he? That was Luke, uh, what was his name? Luke Richardson, Luke Halpin. Who did uh, uh, Sheila? I mean, uh, Susie Darling. Just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. That was a top ten hit, man. It was number five, 68. What is that? that you're, oh, Reuben James. That's a good song. By them? 
Yeah, Kenny Rogers in the first edition. Ruben James, you don't have that? That's a good record, man. No, this is top 40. That must have been like uh, country yeah. or something. Well, it didn't make no, it. No, that was 26 in 1969. I could go to the car and get my chart. Kenny Rogers' greatest hits. But no, that... this is Kenny Rogers in the first edition. Right. No, I got now, all that, too. Now, before they uh, brought his name out there, it was just the first edition, and just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in, was number five in 1968. I played that on the radio as a disc jerk. Oh, you're in luck. I have the CD right here. Of what? Kenny Rogers' greatest hits, all of them, all the way Good. back to the beginning of time. How about Lucille? I was a Kenny Rogers solo. And she believes in me, and uh, you decorated my life, and oh, the country, and don't fall in love with a dreamer. Kenny Rogers with Ken Carnes. Mm-hmm. And what are we doing in love? Donnie West with Kenny Rogers. And we've got tonight with Kenny Rogers and Sheena Easton. And Ireland Island's in the stream with Kenny Rogers and her big boobs. And what about me with Kenny Rogers, Kim Carnes, and James Ingram? When they weren't busy doing that, uh, we are the world. Was he doing that? Yeah, he was. There it is. Just dropped in. All right. All right. 1968. Eat your heart out, Ron St. John. Bob Hamilton, you loser. Thank God we got Ricky Tickey over there. That was a good song. And you mentioned it. What? Since, since you mentioned it. And I didn't know it. Ruben James. Yeah, told you. See, I could name that tune in one note. And then Tom Kennedy's impressed. Okay, that's there's... enough. Enough Kenny Rogers. He's all right. <laughs> well, you mentioned it. Yeah. What's going to happen now? You mentioned a song. You're going to have to okay. hear it. It's okay. Kill some good time. It's fine with me. I love that country music. Kill some bad time, too. Ah, yeah. Toledo. Boy, this is one of my favorite drunken songs. Boy, we yeah, you know, this all plastic. All I'm good religionists, man. To go to church, and I always said there's a church on one corner and a bar right across the street. That's right. We get tanked and sing this yeah, loud. Thanks a lot. Let's feel that. There's your president. Some chick that looks like he's copping a cheap fielder. If you ask me, what hell was that? See that? No, I'm watching MTV. He was uh, getting a little squeeze there. I'm watching some flush on MTV. Oh. Anyway, speaking of that. Calling the seal hunt barbaric bombshell actress Pamela Anderson. Uh-oh, they're in One trouble now. Favorites. She might come and ooze on them. Has asked for a meeting. She might uh, spread some of her diseases here. Has asked for a meeting with Prime Minister Stephen Harper following her hosting duties at Sunday's Juno Awards in Halifax, Nova Scotia, eh? As a proud Canadian who... Oh, I forgot that she was I'm trying to forget. Yeah. And so is most of Canada. Deporter. No, thanks. As a proud Canadian who frequently travels abroad, I'm alarmed that people are starting to see Canada as a country more beholden to a pack of greedy hunters and to the seal-skin fashion whims of a few countries than to the massive international outcry against the hunt. Anderson, a vocal member of PETA, said in a letter faxed to Harper's orifice. One of the biggest problems facing the U.S. government is uh, appearing aloof about its own hostile or something or other. There's something line missing here. Anderson, who's from Ladysmith, B.C., said she wants to visit Ottawa to meet with Harper on Monday. The seal hunt, which started last weekend, has attracted plenty of celebrity protesters this year, including former Beatle Paul McCartney and his wife Heather Mills. Speaking of Donna Mills, Bridget Bardot visited Ottawa earlier this month asking for a meeting with government officials but was refused. Singer Morrissey has said he won't include Canada on any tours until the seal hunt ends. Uh-oh. How can we survive without him? Next thing you know, it'll be Anne Murray making those comments. Remember him? Yes, I do. Harper has repeatedly defended the seal hunt, saying that Canada is the victim of a bit of international propaganda. Oh, he's such a jackass, man. Such a space hole. Okay, let's put Anne Murray on the poll. They don't come too much butcher than Anne. Right about that. Wow. And how about Anne Bishop? Oh, Rest how did we forget? Oh, Anne Bishop. Well, out of sight, out of mind. But who's the most macho? I mean, granted, she's uh, six feet under, but so are most of these people. A lot of them. 854. See if we get enough other uh, dead macho people on there. <laughs> no, I, 
I hate to admit it. Can I admit it that I like some Anne Marie's music? Is that okay? You can admit it. I, I like some of Anne Marie's. I like that song. I don't I mind like this song, song. even though okay. she stole it from Kenny Loggins. But what are you going to do? Yeah, well. Stinking Canadian. You like? Can you name an Anne Marie song that you like? Like this one? It ain't bad. They're all pretty good. They should make. Uh, no, I don't mind her singing. I just mind her mustache. Yeah, that's true. Well, how about yeah? But how about that? How about that uh, old bag in New Orleans? That black chick with a heavy-duty mustache. Remember that when after Katrina? Oh, that, that wasn't was a mustache, boy. The network news kept putting that on there, man. She had like a full lip. That was a squirrel that got and lost. And Aiden kept saying, "Don't give me any more lip, honey." And uh, oh, brother, that was disgraceful. You ought to, you ought to loan her your uh, your Quattro Seis Siete razor, whatever that thing is. George went out there trying to be a young uh, hipster, doing it uh, new style. Well, what sold me? Seven votes. Well, we we better hurry this thing up. We better get over nine hundred by the yeah, top of the hour. I don't want to push the audience too much, but this is muy importante to us. This is like a big ego trip. If we don't get to a thousand by two o'clock, people will be. Uh, Tom Jicko will probably write a big column on the front page of the uh, Sun Sentinel. He's failing. He's falling. He's slipping. Yeah. Well, screw you, Tom. You don't like the show. We don't care. The show isn't for you anyway, Tom. You're too freaking old. You're an old coot. Nineteen till one at QAM. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QA Rock Salt. Ann Coulter is a party girl. Party girl. Party girl. Party girl. Ann Coulter is a party girl. 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 Party A moralist monster, a good girl who wants to be a media horn, prefers it on top quiver. You want more? On this lady? Here's what I'll give you. She's got a book to read about slandering. Nobody knows more about slandering out with a big stupid mouth than anyone to the left of Mangala. Such a good Christian girl, you want to strangle her. Pontificating who she's hating. Political pundits on pontificating. Scrub on the floor and... Wappy, wappy, wappy. A Republican skanky hoe. She's a federalissimo. Making liberal a dirty word, you know. In a mini skirt showing camel toe. And Coulter knows what cake can be in a mini skirt that smells fishy. She's a tall drink of water on the side of law and order with a back alley hook. If you like your drawers taller, if you got the money, she'll spread those legs with a cigarette and a chardonnay. And Coulter and Coulter, political pundit. The angel of the right head of easy. Wait. 1247 at 560. Remember that song by Bob Dylan, Lay, Lady, Lay. Anyway, here's a yes, fact. It's from my buddy Cannon and Tobacco. He says that Cracker Jack slash Crunch and Munch alternative you're looking for is Poppycock, and you are... Absolutely correct. That's the one. That's Poppycock. Probably, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> How could we Poppycock. forget? Poppycock. Especially with Rick reminding us all the time. Right. Thanks, Mr. Weaver. That's Mr. Weaver to you, sir. He don't make mistakes. Ken from Tobacco, no less. Thanks a lot, Ken. Good man. That exciting? I feel better now. As a matter of fact... Well, no, because uh, uh, I see it in the, uh, like, uh, Shoppers the Drug Mart, one of the big drug chains here. They got poppycock all the time. I mentioned this to you once before, not that you need to hear this. You can buy in a can, because you know how people dig through for the crunchy nut clusters? Yes. You can buy just poppycock nuts, and it's great, in the big can. And that's what it's called. I'm going to buy some today. Really? 
I'll bring it in. Well, what kind of nuts are those? Uh, I because think poppycock like, now comes, listen to me, it comes in like uh, butter, uh, like right? almond, almond right. and then it comes in like uh, a couple of other kind of nuts. I want to say like it's like walnuts. Pecan. No, it could be pecans. It could be walnuts. Maybe there's like two or three of them. You they're different colored because uh, they come in those four right. packages, you know? And they're, you know. And they also come in the drums you're talking about. And right. like the, uh, yeah, exactly. And you can get just the nuts and they're fused together with that syrup oh, or whatever. With that and, coffee. Right. Coffee, and you man. make your teeth stick together. Oh, so in other words, the, the nuts have got the toffee on them. That's right. Without the, the popcorn stuff. That's right. Yeah, without any of the oh. chaff, without any of the filling. Oh, why are you doing this? Put you into a coma in an hour. Oh, just the aroma would put me in a coma. I love that stuff. I'm going to go get some now. <laughs> I'm hankering oh. for it now. Okay, I've had it poppycock. Thanks a lot, Ken. How's it going, eh? Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi, the world's biggest crook next to the Bush family, said Italy would be happy to grant asylum to an Afghan man who could have received the death penalty for his conversion from Islam to Christianity. I say that we're very glad to be able to welcome someone who's been so courageous, Berlusconi said Wednesday, according to a spokesman, Silvio Berlusconi, who don't like uh, satire, so he doesn't allow any on the uh, state-run uh, TV, uh, Italian TV. He, own, he owns the channel, so he can make it up as he goes along, and he does. Italy doesn't know whether the convert, Abdul Rahman, would even accept an asylum offer. Maybe he can go to uh, El Vatic El, the, the Vatican and convert to uh, Catholicism. Maybe they can baptize his ass and the rest of it. You know, that whole baptism thing, oh... Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure which of the rituals just sends me into orbit the most. You know, whether of course we just had that ass Wednesday, and then I find out there actually are idiots that put asses on their forehead because somebody told them to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, these religious rituals, but the baptism—what? What is all that? That's a way to get your money. It's a ritual you got to pay for. I mean, Jesus. I mean, uh, I don't get it. Jesus. I got dunked. Did you? In the tank, yeah. Dunkin' Donut. Now, if you go to Dunkin' Donuts at the drive-through, does that count? <laughs> Only if they dunk you. The Italian cabinet was expected to formally vote on the asylum issue this afternoon, which it's already like, uh, let's see, uh, 7 o'clock, so they already voted. Rahman was released from an Afghan prison yesterday. His whereabouts are not immediately known because he's laying low. He's mighty low and good at a good thinking. He was being held by Afghan authorities for becoming a Christian, which is punishable by death under Islamic law. I mean, th 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 this is just madness, man, madness. Many Muslim clerics in the country called for his death and said even if he were freed, his life would be in danger. Then they will fear you, they said. Achman, uh, ahead, of, uh, Achman, ahead of Rahman's release, critics wrote President Hamid Karzai. It all sounds the same to me, asking him to prevent Western nations from interfering with their religious practices and customs. About a thousand people demonstrated in Mazar-e Sharif yesterday, chanting, Death to America and Death to George Bush on Monday. Bada beep, bada boop, bada bop, and it goes on, and that's enough of that. So maybe he'll wind up in Italia where he'll be safe, you know? Maybe the, uh, the Car Carabinieri can uh, protect him. Or the guys that uh, fight the mafiosi in Sicilia. Maybe you can go to Corleone. Okay. And you can have that uh, bodyguard. What that was in Fabrizio. That's right. Adondava. I still say, and he does say that, and that's Spanish. It's not Italian. He should have said adobe. Well, how about dove bar? Well, maybe that's what he says. Doesn't dove make candy bars now, too, besides ice cream? They make the uh, the little nuggets, so they qualify. Just dove. put dove on there. I just put dove. Not the soap. On the wings of a dove, who the hell did that furl husky? On the wings of a snow white dove. See, Buck Owens just died, but I bet you furl husky still dead, too. What else did for since you've gone? There actually were some big uh, country hits way back when that, that crossed over in the pop charts. On some the cross dressing. The there we go. Is that Florida Husky? Yes, it, it is. Now, if you can find this next song, which I'm going to go out and buy. This is the only Furlan I've got, though. No, so that's enough. You don't have Since You've Gone? By, since by You've Furlan? Gone. Huh? No. Yeah. No, this is it. Oh, that was his biggest hit, I do believe. Since You've Gone. Anyway, uh... Columbia Records, I would say 58. Marty Robbins, a white pink, uh, white sport coat and a pink carnation. A white spin coat. 
No, too early. Remember that song? Of course. I used to play that. Oh, I, I love that DJ. That's a good song. But Where I don't have it uh, in the I computer. I kind of like Johnny Horton a little bit, too. It, it might be on a CD as, over here somewhere. Not as much as Nathan Horton. Always kind of goofy-looking kid, but he's a pretty good player. And Tim Horton, of course. How about some uh, roll up the rim to win at Tim Hortons? You want some of that Tim Hortons coffee? If it's free. That goes to show you the mentality of the Canadians, man. There's uh, Canadian soldiers in Afghanistan who are doing the thing that the Americans just kind of bailed out on. Uh, another one, another Canadian got killed over there yesterday. And an American, too. But anyway, uh, the one thing they missed the most is Tim Hortons coffee. See, Tim Horton was more than just a hockey player. He's like an institution until he got killed driving drunk. Let's see. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, Powerhouse Candy Bar. Let's get that. I do remember that. That was pretty good. Remember the Powerhouse? Yes, I do. Not bad at all. Yeah, it was almost as good as Jack Brickhouse, which he wasn't too good. Chocolate-covered dense nougat, not whipped like a Milky Bar, Milky Way. They came in a blue wrapper. They used to be my favorite in college, gone since the 80s. Powerhouse. I'll put it on the poll just so this uh, goofball can vote for it tomorrow. Well, we got two excellent polls going, and are we going to get that thousand today, Josh? What do you think? What do we got? Twelve fifty-three, and we got, we got, what do we got? What do we got? Eight eighty-one. Oh, we got a shot. We definitely got a shot. We can do it. If you really rip the audience in ass, if you just tear into them in the next hour. Well, screw all of them. And Bishop and Ann Murray don't have any votes as most macho. What's wrong with you people? Raymond Burr finally got one. If he can get one, how come not Ann Bishop? Billy Jean King's got three. Tom Brady's got five. You see that? Five people will realize, and if Raymond Burr can get one. Tom Brady's got five. He's a macho guy. I'll tell you one thing. He sure can take a lot of hits, you know. Even George can't do that many hits. Uh, Want to watch me? It says here, uh, oh, Tootsie Roll. My God. What are we? What is wrong yeah, with us? I, uh, I love Tootsie Rolls. You do? Sure. I haven't, I haven't had a Tootsie Roll in about a thousand years. Well, pull your fillings out, but that's half the Oh, and also Fifth Avenue Bar. Right. This list is so I don't think Eric's going to be able to read it, but I'm sure not rewriting it, Eric. Good luck to you. <laughs> when I fax this to him, he's going to, like, uh, wipe his uh, nose with it. Yeah, Fifth Avenue like a Clark bar. It says, no, Fifth Avenue is not like a Clark bar at all, okay? I hate, I don't think so. Anyway, no longer made. It said, oh, Milkshake Bar, my favorite. Milkshake Bar? Never heard of it that I know of. No, never heard of it. My favorite. It said, well, too bad. Maybe that's why they depressed. But anyway, uh, so Fifth Avenue Bar, of course, and Tootsie Roll. In fact, we left Tootsie Roll off of there. It indicates to me that you aren't making enough trips into that room. They're keeping you locked out, that sales department. You know something? If I was them, I'd be spending all my time in there, too, because they're sure not selling anything. I'd be spending most of my time in the tea room doing the green apple quick step, wondering about where I was going to be working in a few weeks when the new guy finally catches on to what a bunch of lunkheads we got back there. And then I find out Todd Dreck, who has no accounts on this show, oh, he's on vacation. Like Aerosmith said, he ought to be on permanent vacation. What a jackass, Todd Dreck. Well, I, I, this story has been on my pile for days now, and, I, and it really is so important, you know. Must be. I just never get to all my crap. Right? Well, since well, we had that damn ball game yesterday, for crying out loud, we wanted to do four hours. We begged them, please. Randy Quaid. I don't like him at all, do you? He's annoying. Yeah, he's all right. No, nah, I don't like him. He's filed a lawsuit claiming he was done in by producers of broadcast mounting. Uh, TMZ, which is this website, obtained a cut. You're cracking your knuckles again. Very disconcerting. Hello. Obtained a copy of the lawsuit filed last Thursday in the L.A. Superior Court claiming producers falsely represented the movie to him as a low-budget art house film with no prospect of making any money. Quaid claims the representations were a ruse from the beginning. Brocast has grossed around $160 million. <laughs> Oh, that's sad. Quaid's suit claims that in 2004 he met with director Ang Lee, who offered him the role of Joe Aguirre. The suit alleges that Lee told Quaid, we can't pay anything, we have very little money, everyone's making a sacrifice to make this film. The suit doesn't specifically state how much Quaid made, but does claim that the defendants were uh, engaged in a movie laundering scheme designed to obtain the services of talent such as Randy Quaid on economically unfavorable uh, art film terms. 
The suit asks for $10 million in damages as well as punitive damages. It also seeks restitution for all ill-gotten gains. <laughs> ill-gotten gains because he wasn't in it. How do you like that? They only grossed $160 million. Man, if he would have just been in it, right? Right. They got a lot of ill-gotten booty. Oh, God. That's what I heard up there in the mountains. Rectum. 12.57, speaking of booty. Well, chief of staff to be. Oh, God. This is Neil Rogers. Rectum. 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 This is 560 QAM. Oh, this is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. Yeah, more happy today, whatever. What is all this hoopla over this uh, Rosa Parks? Ain't nobody ever heard of Jackie Robinson, huh? Sure, Rosa Parks rode on the bus. But Jackie Robinson was an intelligent man and played with balls in a major league of a children's game. I mean, like, I mean, come on. Who's done more for the black community? Rosa Parks or Jackie Robinson, huh? Jackie Robinson was my hero. Why, I can remember when I was a much younger man. And Jackie, uh, he was working at the shop full of nuts. I walked up to him, shook his hand at it, and said it. You are my hero. Now get me a cup of coffee and make it black. You think Rosa made coffee that heavenly? Mohammed Elisha, what do you want? Yes, Mo. I think what you're doing here. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. Are you a black man? Yes. Well, you can't tell over the phone. Who did more for the black community? Rosa Parks or Jackie Robin? Oh, it's two separate things. What you're doing is blurring the lines between social activism yeah, and not that I'm Oh, he must have been uh, disconnected through no fault of my own. Call me any time, pal. You're one of the high tones. Oh, how about it? Hey, you mean tell me Jackie Robinson did both for the black No, 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 that's not what I said. Yeah, you know, now, don't get me wrong here. It goes something like this. Who did more for the black community? Rosa Parks or Nipsey Russell? Nipsey Russell? You don't understand what, what I'm saying. Talking about, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, the phones ain't working right. The phones ain't working right. The phones ain't working right. Now, who did more? Rosa Parks or Slappy White? Slappy White? Oh, yeah. Who did more? Rosa Parks or Rochester? Who did more? Who did more? Come on, come on. Who did more? Larry Parks or Burt Parks? No, no, that's not me. Let me have it. Hey, let me have it. Hey, play my old pal Troy. And not only that, but that too. Nine hundred five votes on the poll. We're going to make that thousand this hour if we have to stay on a few minutes extra. Curtis won't mind. We got Curtis Stevenson at two. He's got Eric Reed at three thirty to talk about the heat through his teeth. Seventy-seven to seventy-four. Anyway, here's the fact. This is Uncle Neil and George. Back in the 70s, there was a TV commercial for O. Henry that featured Hank Aaron. I remember that. Me too. That's why I always thought that the candy bar was named after Hank Aaron. Me not too. Not knowing how long the candy had been around for a long time. Also for the poll, how about Lloyd Kiyas Masmacho Bridges? Yeah, and that reminded about... me. Yes. And, so I, and it prompted me to do some research, so I finally got the answer. Because right. I had heard that before. That's a comedy bit, Kiyas Masmacho. And Lloyd Bridges is one of the people in the comedy bit. And is, as is uh, Ricardo Montalban. And it was from a uh, first season Saturday Night Live Bill Murray comedy bit. I just I'll be damned. Yeah. Now, was Enrique in that one, too? Not yet. Oh. WQAM, hello. I like that one. WQAM, hello. You know, I think you're all faced with regards to Catholic girls. They know what's Do you have any idea what that was? Yes, I do. What, what did he say? That was Reverend Jones. Oh. Like I said. 
5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon. So it's such a bad phone. Yeah, you can't afford a real phone anymore. That would be a step in the right direction for all of us. No for the world. luck. Oh, yeah. Let's hope. Let's pray. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. You forgot raisinets on the candy. That's your favorite candy is raisinets? They're, wow. no, they're no goobers, but they'll do. Yep. Okay. Oh, I bet I should I put goobers? <laughs> and the candy, too. Oh, come on. <laughs> goobers, raisinets, raisinets, fair. But what's now? How about non-parels? What do they call those? There's a different name for those. Yeah, There's but I don't know. Yeah, you do. Describe them, and I will. How about Necco wafers? Okay, I don't know what those are either. Yeah, oh, you're. We went through crap. that once before already. <laughs> no, you're wrong. You're wrong. You have had Necco. Even Josh knows Necco wafers. They come in like a a clear, uh, pla- not totally clear, but in a plastic wrapper, and they're round about the size of a quarter. Okay. And they're all yes, different colors. Yes, I have. And they melt in your mouth. That's well, what you're supposed to do. Of course, you, you know what I'm saying? Uh huh. But what's a they're non-parel? All, Describe that. Uh, a non-pareil was like a, uh, a piece of chocolate that had like little white... Um, oh, beer. snow caps. Snow, that's it, snow caps. There. Years ago, 100 years ago, when I was a kid, we used to call them non-pareils. I don't know what that means. Snow caps. Yeah, see, this is all the movie candy crap. That's right. Like goobers and raisinets. Goobers and raisinets and snow caps. When you go to your uh, movie theater, that's what they got. You look in the counter and that's, that's all and, they got. And now they've got cookie dough bites. Really? Yeah, they're great. Well, hopefully Kirsty won't be in the alley. Oh, trust me. Oh, God. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Wait, let me tell my radio down. Okay. Uh, did you get on the poll Ferrero Rocher, the chocolate thing, Paul? What is this man talking about? I didn't hear a word. Oh, yeah. Ferrero, Ferrero, Ferrero Rocher. That is the worst crap, man. If that's your favorite candy, we need to get his address. Go shoot him. Ferrero, you see him in the drugstore. They're like chocolate balls. Kind of like uh, Isaac Hayes was peddling that time. Chocolate salty balls. Oh, those are horror. Ferrer Rocher, I think it is. R-C-H-E-R, some kind of frog crap. Oh, hold on. I'm not even putting that on there. I'm not sure what that, that is. That is strictly for goyim with no taste buds. Like malted milk balls, which I oh, like. Oh, I do like malted milk balls. Is that yeah, What do we call those? Is malted that what milk it is? balls. Mmm. Another movie theater specialty. And uh, along those lines, milk duds. Milk, well, isn't that the same? No, no, milk duds are chewy, pull your fillings out. Oh, that's right, I love milk But duds. I love malted milk because I like malt. Yeah, I love those too. Mm. Now, what was the one in Vegas? Uh, what, what was the name of that? Um, Ethel M's? Ethel, no, that, was that an Ethel M? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, here they got Laura Secord, but in Vegas they had Ethel M, and they had those coffee tug, those crunchy, what do they call it? Oh, man, I could eat about 45 pounds of those. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Chocolate on the outside with like a little bit of uh, powdery stuff on it, and then like inside, like toffee, hard. Just chewing in one of those, just, all your teeth will just splatter all over the place. Whoppers. The Eric says Whoppers. Whoppers is, the brand is good. Name for yeah, the I bet you Eric knows this candy. Off. Oh, yeah. Whoppers. He's told a few. Sounds like Rolos, what you're talking about. Yeah, it does. What? Does, what well, who's talking about? What you were just what talking about. You were about. just talking about. No, Rolos are like uh, chewy. I don't know. Oh, and by the way, they make a Rolo ice cream, and it sucks. Oh, Oh, my God, you'll puke your guts out. Now, Rolo, you like Rolo candy? No, I thought that's what it sounded like. That's what you were talking about. Not at all. Can't stand Rolo. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, now, about that Ferrero Rocher or Rocher, oh. whatever. Listen, uh, did you taste it? I've had it. Yeah, George will like it because it has Nutella inside. It has what? Oh, Nutella. That's- Oh, oh those things. Yeah, those are all right. I like them. That was our fridge. Oh, get out of here. Go away. Go, go out and buy some. They got the gold go foil on them. Man. They got gold foil on them. They're, they're trying to give them away. Ferrer Rocher. They're like at the, at the counter you'll find them at uh, CVS yeah. and Walgreens. Oh, they got Nutella on the inside. And, uh, Home Depot. Uh, everywhere. 
Ace but, Hardware. Uh, but that reminds me of another uh, candy that comes in ball form. Yeah. And I can't think of it right now. Oh. <laughs> I can think of it. Yeah. What, what kind it. of candy comes in ball oh, form? Oh, they come like in bags, that. and they're wrapped in individual balls. They have dark and, uh, and other stuff. They're real they're real expensive. You're not talking about lint. Yeah, linder, linder. No, it's Linder not truffles. Linder, but it's lint. The truffles. L-I-N-D-T. Lint. Is it lind? Lint. L-I-N-D-T. It's Schweiz, Swiss. But they're truffles, and it's got like two kinds of chocolate, the harder kind on the outside. I'm just putting lint because they make different kinds of those. But you're right. They're like balls. Oh. And you can, tell, you can tell what's on the inside by the color of the wrapper. That's right. Right. Oh, yeah, lint. In fact, oh. in the Eaton Center, there's a, by Sears. Well, yeah, Sears now used to be Eaton's department store. There's a lint candy shop. Why did you have to remind me of that? Oh, you idiot! Go get some now, along with oh, the uh, poppycock nuts. The ones in the blue wrapper are the best. I forget what the hell they call. I don't want to know what they call them. Why would you? Why did you start with that? And as long as we're putting uh, European stuff under, what about bocce? Huh? Ever have those bocce balls? Speaking of that stuff, bocce, Italian. It's okay. Not the best. Nine minutes after one, man, our blood sugar is up to like seven thousand just from the discussion. Forget about eating any of this crap, boy. If all the people needs to be talking about this. You're the bad influence. The audience can hear it. Or whoever sent this fax yesterday, you know how much it takes to get to influence me. Just a whisper. Oh, there's a sale on candy. Yeah, you try those for our, our Rocher ones, too. And there's I also, have, there's 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 also a kind called a Julian, G-U-L-G-U-Y-L. Oh, that stuff is crap. I, I will say this, because we were just talking about it. I've had them inside the fridge and out. What? And if they're soft, those uh, those uh, balls. Those balls. Uh, no, the other ones. And, and if they're not refrigerated, then well, they're which like one? mush. For our Rocher? But yeah. As long as the refrigerator. Have the guy's just giving you a song to dance about it. No, no. And once it. he described it, I realized what he was talking about. No, I, I have what, I, what I was talking about before, and you're telling me that's like Rolo. Rolo is just chewy chocolate. That's all. It doesn't have okay. like any uh, toffee inside. Okay. You better study your Rolo. I don't know because you sure don't know it. Neither do I then. Rolo are like, uh, oh, they're horrible. I thought he worked in the promotions department. They're mo- they're mushy, man. Rolo Rodriguez. Yeah. Rocket Rolo. Yeah. In fact, with all this candy talk, probably Fat Boy is breaking the door down to the AQM prize closet. Maybe that's why he was in the magic room there when that, he that's a true st- <laughs> That's a true story, by the way, speaking about Jeff. Hi, 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 hi. Is that way back when, once upon a time, there was a big stink about it. Speaking of him being in the tea room, it always creates a big stink. But he evidently found a way to get into the uh, prize closet there because they had a whole bunch of candy. I've seen a little, like a box of candy bars in his desk. Yeah, isn't that nice? And that was just what he needs. This is a man who can barely walk, by the way, folks. This is a man who waddles. He's got a walker. He's got a cane. What is he, about 40, 40, uh, some, some 40 something? Something like that. You ever try to ask him for Then look at the day over 90, if you ask me. Did you ask him for a piece of that candy, Josh? No, I don't want to get bit. Oh, I did. He said, <laughs> no. No chance. Or as they say, fat chance. Well, look at this. Big Arnie, who's just a little bit behind. The other name for non-perils is Snowcaps. Damn it, George just said it as I was typing this. Okay. <laughs> it's all right, Arnie. And he says, don't knock the raisinettes. They're great. No, no, they're not. They're not. All they are is raisins with chocolate around their yeah. caca, man. I'd rather have garb- a goober oh. any day. Yeah. Raisinettes, my ass. Oh, uh, I'm God. Sure, I'm sure there are. In fact, I think that's what Mo used to be uh, pulling out of his pants was them raisinettes. It wasn't Martians. He had raisinettes on his ass. Twelve minutes after one at 560 WQM, you all know the name Dry Concepts. I've been telling you about them for over 20 years on a variety of shows, on a variety of stations, some real radio stations, as a matter of fact, and this one, too. 
Rock Concepts is the best carpet cleaning company in the world. I've used them in my homes for over that 21-year period of time. So before you go out and spend a fortune to replace your carpeting, call our good friends at Rock Concepts and let them show you what they do best, and that is bringing nasty, smelly, soiled carpeting back to life and looking just like brand new. When they finish their job, they leave your carpets vibrant in color, soft to the touch, stain-free, and looking like you had brand new just laid right on your floor. Rock Concepts is the only company I've trusted and the only one you ought to be using, too. And in case you didn't know it, they also specialize in drapery cleaning, upholstery cleaning, deep cleaning of those expensive leather furniture pieces, and lots more. Without a doubt, one of the best things you can do for those Oriental area rugs is to use a quality underlayment. It's essential for extending life and beauty of that area rug and provides critical cushioning and prevents skidding on hard floors. During this month, during the month of March, and time is running out, so please take advantage of this, get 15% in savings on all underlayment padding from Dry Concepts. Always professional, always on time, and always give you a written guaranteed price before they start the work. Carpet cleaning, water damage restoration, pet odor treatments, mattress cleaning, and lots more. All of these things. Call the best and trust the best Dry Concepts. Call them tool-free in Dade, Broward, and the Palm Beaches at 1-800-248-5071. Be sure and tell them that Troy told you to call. 1-800-248-5071, 248-5071 around the web. It's dryconcepts.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Where's my meat? Baby, launch a couple missiles toward a place we know and aim them at a fella. Whose first name begins with O? There's one thing we all understand. <laughs> Absolutely. Al Qaeda won't be finished until we blow up Pakistan. We could chase them around forever with our tanks and all our troops, but special forces are so tired. Jumping through them hoops You know we need another plane So let's cut out all the nonsense And go blow up Pakistan Alright Now Kata needs a nuclear tank Okay Why don't we stop pussyfoot Now, the reason I play that just now, even though I do love it and I can play it every uh, five minutes, Saudi Arabia is working secretly on a nuclear program with help from Pakistani experts, the German magazine Cicero reports in its latest edition, citing Western security sources. See, Iran can't have them. Israel right. can have them, the sure. Saudis can have them, Pakistan right. can have them, our friends in India can have them, and do. Mm-hmm. It says that during the Hajj pilgrimages to Mecca in 2003 through 5, Pakistani scientists posed as pilgrims to come to Saudi Arabia in aircraft laid on by their oil-rich kingdom. Between October 2004 and January 2005, some of them took the opportunity to disappear from their hotel rooms, sometimes for up to three weeks, according to German security expert Udo Ulfkot is saying. <laughs> Udo. Ulfkot. According to Western Security, by the way, I saw that uh, documentary again. Was Hitler gay on uh, gay. a couple nights ago? And he was. According to Western Security Services, the magazine, you know how fast I said that and moved right along. Mm-hmm. The uh, magazine added Saudi scientists have been working since the mid 90s in Pakistan, a nuclear power since 98, thanks to the work of the now disgraced Pakistani scientist Abdul Qadir Khan. Was he kin to Genghis Khan? Huh? And did Eddie sure. Cobb drive him to do that? 
Cicero, which will appear on the newsstands tomorrow, also quoted U.S. military analyst John Pike as saying that Saudi barcodes can be found in half of Pakistan's nuclear weapons because it is Saudi Arabia which ultimately co-financed the Pakistani atomic nuclear program. And it was Saudi Arabia that financed, along with our friends in the UAE, the 9-11 uh, hijackers, all of these things. The Saudis, those are the chiggers in the woodpile, okay, in the sand pile. The magazine also said satellite images prove that Saudi Arabia has set up in Il Sulaiya, however you say that, south of Riyadh, a secret underground city and dozens of underground silos for missiles. They got silos, baby, and there's no corn in them. According to some Western security services, long range Gauri type missiles of Pakistani origin are housed inside those silos. Something like that. They turn mm -hmm. it into a safe haven. Yeah, right. For bombs, for Unabamba. Just hear Richie Valens singing right now. Unabamba. Remember that song? Yeah, I hated it. I hated Richie Valens. Me too. 942 votes. Wasn't he a beaner? I think he was. Yes, he was. 942. We can make it. We can do that thousand by two o'clock. Oh, got sorry, wrong minutes. version. Yeah, La Bamba. Speaking of George Bush, it's La Bamba. Okay, that's enough. Get back on the other side of the border. Go through that tunnel again. Get out of here. Again, all they're doing is taking the uh, first two letters off illegal and trying to turn it illegal. I started right. to talk about this before, and I got sidetracked by... And I, I notice how conveniently also they're, they're throwing out the word immigrant, immigrant, and like nobody's talking about, immigrants. talking about yeah. What immigrant means to me is somebody who waits online yeah. and comes over legally and waits their turn and uh, doesn't come sneaking across the yeah. border and then try to grab somebody else's job because they'll work for peanuts. Right. Nobody's talking about immigrants. We're talking about you illegal border jumping. Speaking about peanuts, what are those chocolate-covered peanuts? What do they call those? Goobers. Oh, that's right, Goobers. Excuse me. No problem. Well, look at all the names we got on this poll tomorrow. This is a scary. Wow. This is the most we've had on a poll in a long time. 942 votes on the one today. We are jonesing for that thousand, and Josh is screaming and yelling in the back. He hasn't been saying anything on the ear. Well, Lloyd Bridges doesn't have any. He didn't, he didn't help too much, and Chuck Heston's only got one, and Murray's got one, but Ann Bishop had two. Aha. Where's the other one? Oh. The most macho, Clint Eastwood, 175, Janet Reno, 151, Jim Mandich, 145, the Mad Dog, Mr. Macho, no Chardonnay sipping, uh, whatever, Pansy. Or is that Perrier sipping? See, he always says Chardonnay sipping. Sean Connery, 74, Teddy Roosevelt, 56, oh, Linda oh, England, 50, Ernest Hemingway, 37, Chuck Bronson, 38, and Man Coulter, 35. What a guy. Bitch. John Wayne, 25, that's Marion to you. Mm -hmm. Barbara Bush, 25. Steve McQueen, 17. Is that Faye Wayne? Arnold Schwarzenegger, 14. Johnny Weissmuller, 13. Condor Leeser, 12. Kimba Bocamper, 10. Lee Marvin, 9. Real You know who else belongs on here, but they won't... Um, seriously. Sterling Hayden. Yeah, nobody knows who that is. I don't care. He played McCluskey in The Godfather. I don't remember who he is. He played the police chief. He was a great actor and a really... Man, he was as macho as it gets. He might be the winner if they knew who he was. Sterling Hayden. H-A-Y-D-E-N. We got it. Sly Stallone, nine. Catherine Harris, he's got eight. Eight dollars left. <laughs> Spend it all, honey. Spend it all. Raymond Burr, she's got six. Tommy Brady, five. Brad Pitt, five. Billie Jean King, four. And the interesting part is Bobby uh, Riggs don't have any. Anthony Hopkins, four. Hannibal Lecter, Steve Reeves, three. Ricardo Montalban, three. And Bishop, two. You know who else was very popular at the same time as Ricardo Montalban? And you hate his son like poison? Yeah, Lorenzo. Fernando Lamas. Oh, Fernando, yeah. Yeah. Fernando's hideaway? He was part of that bit. What? Kenneth Masmacho. Good. Fernando Lamas. No, I remember, I remember that now. Yes, I do remember that. Anne Bishop, two. Anne Marie, one. Chuck Heston, one. And Lloyd Bridges don't have any out of 942. Well, it's kind of hard to be under, you know, macho in a submarine. Oh, that's not what I heard. Down under. Why, he was the macho man? I mean, look at the shape of those things. 
One-time powerhouse lobbyist Jack Abramoff will soon be trading in his pinstripes for prison stripes. Abramoff is set to be sentenced this afternoon in Miami Federal Court to a prison term ranging from six to seven years for a fraudulent loan deal to buy a South Florida fleet of casino ships in 2000 and a fleet of enemas. His partner, New York businessman Adam Cadan, in the $147.5 million Sun Cruise Casino's purchase also faces the same sentence before U.S. District Judge Paul Huck, and I guarantee it won't be suspended a sentence. Both were charged last summer with lying to lenders about putting down $23 million to qualify for a $60 million loan to seal the Sun Cruise deal. I'm going to tell you, man, every, everywhere you look with these cruise ships, there's tourists, you know? But they never made the down payment, though they sent bogus documents to the lenders that showed they did, the foundation of the wire fraud conspiracy case. Abramoff, 46, and Kadan, 41, respectively cut plea deals in January and December to win shorter sentences, but those agreements generally prevent them from appealing their sentences. That means the two men, who had each met each other in Washington as young Republicans in the 80s, could be heading to prison after their sentencing this afternoon, depending on the judge. But the more likely scenario is that both Abramoff and Kadan will be allowed to remain free on bail while they cooperate with state and federal authorities on two separate investigations related to the Sun Cruise fraud case. Both men are supposed to help Broward County authorities in their investigation of the February 2001 mob-style murder of former Sun Cruise founder Constantinos Gus Bullis, who had been publicly feuding with Kadan over the future of the gambling ship Empire. The Broward State Attorney's Office has charged three defendants with Bullis's murder, including two with organized crime ties who were once on the Sun Cruise payroll. See what I'm saying? It's the old hanky-spanky, baby. Everywhere you look, when them cruise ships. Do not waste your money on those cruise ships. Good God, what's wrong with you people? I keep warning you and warning you. Nobody listen to me. Just like uh, just like your new management there. Will they listen to me? No. No. Oh, Neil won't like it. Yeah, that, you know, that's why that used to really frost my ass. Your buddy Steve Nickel there, that nickel with a head and nose for uh, programming. Mm-hmm. Not. Because the implication of that whole concept is was that if I didn't like something, it wouldn't be on here. Whatever Neil wanted, that's what happened. Which, of course, is just the opposite of the way it did. Whatever I said, they did the opposite, just like this outfit, man. I say, too much Geldy on here, too much squeakiness. So all of a sudden, Geldy's on like four or five days a week now. Whatever I say, they run the other direction, okay? Like I said, can't get enough of Geldy, man. Oh, I love it. Panthers are hot. I'll tell you where it's really hot, and that's at Beach Ford. Beach Ford has gone nuts. It's madness in March all this month at Beach Ford, and the month is almost over, so better get your ass in there. They just missed breaking their all-time record last month during February, so they plan to break that record to pieces this month, and they're well on their way. Right now, extended cab Ford F-150s are as low as just two forty-nine a month with 995 bucks down plus fees with approved credit and a 39-month lease. Madness in March at Beach Fords means you must be mad enough to take advantage of rebates and discounts up to ten grand on all new and used vehicles. Now, if you're not in the market for a new car, but you know anybody who is, send them into Beach Ford because if they take delivery during the month of March, Beach Ford will send you 200 bucks in cash. That comes from their advertising budget, and they won't tack onto your friend's price like I keep be telling you. Don't miss out on this once-year event. It's going on right now, and it's Beach Ford's Madness in March. Extended cab Ford F-150 is low as just two forty-nine a month. Discounts and rebates up to ten grand and 200 bucks in cash just for referring a friend. Send one by. Hurry on in. Beach Ford, two miles east of the Golden Glades on 163rd Street and West Dixie Highway. I'll bet you fat boy's life on it. You will love your Beach Ford experience. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. <laughs> National Guardsmen because they're all fighting a war in Iraq right now. Not the National Guard. Pardon? Not the National Guard. No National Guard in Iraq? Not, not, there's no National Guard. Uh, no. Heaven, my baby. What a lovely way of proving we're a real couple. 
having my baby. Yeah, even though your age is nearly mine double, I know you want another bun in the oven. The one thing you don't want is another husband. But you're having my baby. Having my baby And I'm not talking about how I feel about Bruce Whitney Your three daughters think I'm their brother Whoa, it almost feels like I'm shacking up with my mother Are you sure that we ought to be having my baby? What a lovely way of proving we are both nuts. Having my baby. 132 at 560 WQM. Curtis Stevenson in the 2 to 4 revolving dough from a 2 to 4. Here's a fact that says, uh, since you're doing all candy radio, how about Cadbury's chocolate bars, especially the ones with caramel? Or some people say caramel, and I can't stand people who say that. I might just have to stop by the store and pick up one or two or three of those, it says. Well, you know, I'll put Cadbury's on there, which I did, but the problem is they make so many different ones, we can't put them all on there. Right. You know what else I put on? What? Which we can't put the individual ones on there. Ritter Sport. Huh? Ritter Sport. You never saw those? They're like square, and they make ones mostly with nuts, but they also have dark chocolate. Ritter Sport. They're, you never saw those? I don't think so. They're wrapped real tight. Unlike most of us, they're wrapped real tight, and they're like, uh, like in squares. You know, like about nine squares to each one? Hmm. No. Never saw Ritter Sport? No, they got a white chocolate. They got like uh, about half a dozen different varieties. Very big in Europe, but uh, we got them. Uh, maybe you don't have them there. I don't know. We got them here. Of course, we got a lot of candy bars that you don't have there. This place specializes in ice cream and candy. 962 votes. I think we're going to do it, man. I think Josh Cordes had his thumb right in it. What I tell you? Who is the most macho? And we got 962 votes. The only sad part is Sterling Hayden and Lloyd Bridges don't have any. Well, they sure, still know, they sure know who Lloyd Bridges was, right? Sure. See you. And Sterling Hayden, think Godfather, baby. Think of Captain McCluskey, who uh, gave it to Michael there in the, in the uh, jaw. That's it. Just a little tap. Yeah. He's getting a little old for his uh, whatever. What was he said when he was in the back seat? I got a frisky now, Mike. Yeah. He was apologizing for smacking in the jaw. And then the rest of the movie after that, Michael kept like, uh, his nose kept running. You know? mm-hmm. Remember he always had that hanky in his vest pocket? Right. TV networks reject ad from church, say spot welcoming gays is controversial. Oh, can't have controversy. The nation's major TV networks have rejected an ad that shows a gay couple and others being banished from a church, saying it violates their rules against controversial religious advertising. So it's okay that they can put every getchki on the uh, in the world on the air. That's okay, but uh, this is bad. The 30-second spot about 30, man. for the United Church of Christ will begin airing on cable networks and Spanish language stations next week. Well, they need it, need it badly. The ad called Ejector. Shows a gay couple, a single mother, a disabled man, others flying out of their pews as a wrinkled hand pushes a red button, ejecting them from the pews. Text on the screen reads, God doesn't reject people, neither do we. And a voiceover says, the United Church of Christ, no matter who you are or where you are in life's journey, you're welcome here. And they won't run them on the networks. The church tried to run a similar ad December 2004 in which bouncers outside of church stopped gay couples, racial minorities, others from entering. The networks also rejected that ad. The decision by CBS, NBC, ABC, and, of course, Fox to decline the latest ad shows the networks have a narrow view of acceptable images of gays and lesbians. Church leader Ron Buford said Monday. Oh, I wonder if he's kin to Buford Pusser. They're close keying. 
They are saying you can entertain on will and grace and queer eye for the straight guy, but when it comes to showing you his whole people with the church, that's going too far, Buford said. CBS spokeswoman Shannon Jacobs said the network has a long-standing and well-documented policy of not accepting advocacy advertising. Kathy Kelly Brown, a spokeswoman for NBC, said the ad violates our long-standing policy against airing commercials that deal with issues of public controversy. Oh, I see. Like political advertising? How about that? Right. Representatives from ABC and Fox were not available for uh, Fox were not available for comment, but Buford said both networks had told the church they have policies barring religious advertising. Buford said CBS executives had told him the subject would be considered advocacy advertising until the inclusion of gays and lesbians is common to churches in the USA. But Jacobs challenged that statement. That supposed exchange is simply fictitious, she said. Starting April 3rd, the ad will run for three weeks on CNN, USA, TNT, Black Entertainment Network, and eight other cable networks, along with three Spanish language estaciones. The church spent a million and a half bucks on the ads, which will run through the Easter season. The church filed a complaint against CBS and NBC affiliates in Miami after the networks rejected the first ad in 2004, and that complaint is still pending. It's still pending. All dependent. Of course, for the two neighboring countries. Oh, go away. Yeah, Pakistan and Saudi Arabia, you're good buddies. All them schmata heads over there. You know, did you hear the statement? Who the hell was talking about it? Uh, about William Cohen, the former uh, defense secretary, the Republican from Maine who was Clinton's defense secretary? And when, uh, when, when they fixed the election in 2000, uh, Cheney called him, and the only thing he wanted to talk about was Iraq. And he was just, he was just um, amazed that that's all he cared about. Mm-hmm. That's the only topic that he wanted to discuss with the former secretary of uh, state was Iraq. He said he smelled, he smelled a rotten fish at that point. Couldn't have been because of that OIL and M-O-N-E-Y. Could have been. I remember somebody on here screaming about that day after day. It was me. O-I-L-M-O-N-E-Y. And by the way, thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices again. It's going to be three bucks a gallon this summer. Yeah. Training people to stop. Yeah, right. Stop in the name of love. 967. We got we got it made in the shade, I think. WQAM, hello. Talk on I got one for yes. call. Yep. Doug, dog chocolate. What is it? Doug. It oh, Doug. Doug. Well, we got Doug's on there. Okay, we can't do all of it. Doug's makes a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, if we have to do, like, each and every one, like the Cadbury, you know? Right. How many Cadbury varieties do you think there are? About 30, man. Oh, Ritter Sport, the same thing. I can't believe you never heard of Ritter Sport. Sorry. I'm not a you better start. You better start studying your candy, no, no. Mister, because you've got a long way to go. No, no. Do you ever have a crunchy? I must have. Crispy crunch? No. No, we don't have chunky on there. I do. Oh, we don't have, we don't have, no. Oh, they still make that? Well, they, they don't have to, because, huh? Yeah, they do. Chunky. Those are squares. Those are yeah, like those are big blocks. Squares, yeah, blocks of chocolate. Right. Or like Ray Nagin would say, chocolate. Chocolate. Sorry, box. sorry. Blocks. Well, here's what we got on here for tomorrow so far. Man, this will take about an hour to read these. Your all-time favorite candy, whatchamacallit, Mars Bar, Snickers, Poppycock, Clark Bar, Tootsie Roll, Mounds, Fifth Avenue Bar, Almond Joy, S'mores, M&M's, Cracker Jack, Smarties, Fiddle Faddle, Score, Crunch and Munch, Heath Bar, Chunky. If I say anything twice, uh, alert me. Hershey Bar, Cadbury's, Crunchy. Oh, wait, Crunchy? No, that's only one. Uh, Kit Kat, Turtles, Crispy Crunch, Lint, which is like 100,000 different right. varieties. Milky Way Dark, Milky Way, Bocce, Caramel, Caramello, Three Musketeers, Mr. Good Bar, Charleston Chew, Wonka Bar, I, I don't know, Marathon Bar, Zagnut, Butterfinger, Payday, Reese's, Bit of Honey. You don't like Bit of Honey? I can't believe that. Oh, too sweet. It's great for pulling your teeth out. Yeah, it will. M&M Peanut, Hershey with Toffee and Almonds. Now, we agree on that. That is primo stuff, man. Mm-hmm. That is so good. How they can take some crap like just regular Hershey's chocolate and and doll it up and make it good. The, the I, I don't toffee, know they, the almonds. Oh, the toffee. Mm. Nestle's, which, you know, it could be anything. Nestle's is boring, just the plain. Crackle, Baby Ruth, oh, Henry. And what was that in the punch bowl again? Baby Tootsie Ruth. Roll. Ritter Sport, Rolo, Twix, Arrow, Mr. Big, Coffee Crisp, Bar None, 100 Grand, Dove, Powerhouse, Whoppers, Goobers, 
Whoppers and goobers. That sounds like something that Greg Reed would know about. Raisinets, Necco wafers, snow caps, malted milk bars, and milk duds. I can't believe you, uh, you thought you didn't know what uh, Necco wafers were. I, well, I, I mean, I'm sure that they must still sell them. And they're, they're sickeningly sweet. You don't like, like, real, real sweet stuff, so probably you wouldn't have had a lot of them. But they really are. They're just nauseatingly sweet. And, of course, even as a child, I always preferred the pink ones. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. The Lord even loves Neil Rogers. Who's the Scientologist that turned out to be a hypocrite? Shut. You're damn right. Who is the dude that gets mad when they put down some food? Shut. Can you think it? Who's the cat that's making fun of every other religion? Shut. Right on. This day, Chef is one brainwashed mother. Shut your mouth. I'm talking about Chef. Then we can do it. He's a two-faced blowhard, but no one understands him but our Ron Hubbard. Chef. Hey, Isaac. Up yours, baby. Oh, sorry, Tommy. You're fair. for Tom Cruiser. 977 votes, you, you Scientologist, you. 23 short. We need 23 votes in 15 minutes. We can do it. Point out like I pointed out in the speech. Right. 23 votes uh, to do it, to get to 1,000. You think we can do it? You can do it. I mean, it's like, uh, like one, and a half votes, one and a half votes a minute. We can handle that, this crowd. Come on, get with it. Hop on it. Whitney Houston at her wit's end. This is in the uh, British Sun. Oh, if you could see this picture, man. She oh, is I've seen bad. some shots. So oh, sorry. man. Looks like she has been shot. Uh-huh. And beat. And under the picture, it says, pitiful, haggard singer. Uh-huh. Haggard. Like, she looks like Merle Haggard, only a little darker. Merle Haggard. Superstar Whitney Houston has spiraled into a world of squalor and degradation on deadly crack. As the shocking pictures in today's Sun newspaper, like Oprah, she's got a crack Rectum. problem. It shows the disgusting mess in the singer's bathroom after a drug binge. Drug paraphernalia, including a crack-smoking pipe, rolling papers, cocaine-caked spoons and cigarette ends, are strewn across the surface tops. But Whitney, 42, she don't care no more. As Chris Darden would say... Now, did we, did, we, did we try that the other day? Did it work out? I don't Probably. give a shit anymore. That was okay. Mm-hmm. So just a shh. Don't say it too loud. Yeah, there, was, there, was none no, there, was no, there was a good bowel movement. She was one of the biggest female artists of her generation with a string of 80s and 90s hits, and they all sucked, by the way. Singles like I Want to Dance with Somebody and more than 100 albums sold, which really, you know, the fact that Barry Manilow's number one now on the album chart, what does that tell you about the world going to hell in a handcasket? Now she's a paranoid wreck, hopelessly hooked on crack. Drugs have devastated her once famous beauty. She looks like Mung. She looks like death boiled over. She's haggard with dark circles under her eyes and a deranged look on her face. She regularly disappears for days and weeks at a time, holed up in seedy crack dens in dangerous parts of town. And she's blown... Oh, please. She's blown much of her multi-million dollar showbiz fortune on her habit. Now family and friends fear the addiction will end in her death unless she can beat it. Maybe Michael can help her. The bathroom photo was taken by Whitney's sister-in-law, Tina Brown, at the five-star uh, bedroom mansion that the star shares with the drug-abusing hubby Bobby Brown in Atlanta, Georgia. Tina, sister of Bobby, is herself a uh, self-confessed former addict who once regularly took crack with mom of one, Whitney. She's now clean, but she said, the truth needs to come out. Whitney won't stay off drugs. It's every single day. It's so ugly, everyone is scared she's going to OD. In a shocking interview... The mother of six told how the whining, wailing Whitney spends days locked in her bedroom amid piles of rubbish. 
There's the woman who co-starred with Kevin Costner in the 92 hit movie The Bodyguard Smokes Crack, uses sex toys to satisfy herself and ignores personal hygiene. When high on drugs, she imagines she sees demons and is being beaten by them. The sad truth is that she bites and punches her own body without realizing it. Millions of fans will hard to find to believe that this was once the wholesome girl admired for her stunning looks and amazing voice. I think it's that Bobby Brown done it. You know, downtown Bobby Brown? No, no. She didn't need no help from Bobby. The artist who started out at age 11 in a gospel church choir. See, there you go. Encouraged by a family mm -hmm. of pop singers like her mother, Sissy Houston. First cousin, Dionne Warwick, and godmother, Urethra Franklin. Did you know that? I knew about the Dion thing, not the uh, Urethra thing. Godmother, Urethra Franklin. Tragically, drug-crazed Whitney has refused all offers to help to get clean. She has failed spells in rehab. Tina, 42, says she'll point to the floor and say, See that demon? I'm telling you, somebody's messing with Bobby. She always thinks it's something to do with Bobby, but it's her hitting herself. In her paranoia, Whitney made a hole in the bathroom wall so she could see who was in the house. Sounds like Greg Reed's behavior to me. Tina said she breaks everything, mirrors, phones, cabinets, appliances. She revealed Whitney's 13-year-old daughter, Bobby Christine, was often frightened by her mom's weird behavior. Tina also claimed Whitney was so wasted on drugs that she wet herself, then put on a baby's nappy. Oh, these Brits are so unnappy. Uh -huh, I'm going to take a little nappy this afternoon. And once Whitney smoked crack on the way to her, on the way to the rehab clinic. Well, listen. Hey, have one, one blow last, up before one you go. One last puff, you know. <clears throat> Tina recalled she'd say, I'm just going to act crazy. And she did. Whitney allegedly called a stream of dealers to her house and buys eight balls of crack, eighth of an ounce rocks. She rocks. Users usually break an eight ball up into smaller pieces, it says. But Tina said Whitney cuts open a cigar, puts an entire eight ball inside with marijuana, and smokes it, just like an imaginary sure. hero in Sigourney Weaver. Only she wasn't doing no uh, eight. She was, she's a little behind the eight ball. Yeah, she gets the good stuff, though. <laughs> For a little while. Oh, man, way downtown. Whitney was also rushed to a hospital in 2000. That was such a great scene. You know, the good stuff. Yeah, she I know. She the hospital in 2003 with blood gushing from her nose and emerged with a bizarre bandage on it. A source said everyone wondered what happened to Whitney's nose. Witnesses at a Vegas hotel described how she had earlier looked completely trashed. Tina added, I understand what she's going through. Addiction is a disease. Maybe yeah, this yeah. interview will save her life. Yeah, so? it's a no, disease. She's only 42. She don't look at A over 90 now. Oh, and there's a pigeon on my patio. Feel just like Ted Williams with a frozen head. 986, man. We got 10 minutes to get 14 votes. That's barely over a one a minute. What do you got on your thing? 987. Whitney. They're pouring in by the ones. Yes. Well, I tell you, Josh, you know, you really took a, you went out on the limb. It wasn't much of a limb, man. No, we're coming down to the wire. You the gun. What do you mean by that? It wasn't much of a you limb. You jumped the gun, man. I, we, we always get a thousand. No, we don't. We, yeah. uh, didn't we have one day we didn't, I think, once? You're forgetting that I didn't get home till like, I don't know, 1.30 in the morning from plunging my lungs. Oh, not that bad, though, but not, not a very good night at Woodbine. There was no good machine, man. They're all a crappy machine. And so I didn't put this on at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Everybody's sloughing at that point. So uh, sloughing and sloughing and fluffing it, 987. I guarantee you, by the time we get through from this break, we'll be over the top. This is Neil on. Rogers. And fat boys, too. This is and his Crazy days. All right. Remember when nobody knew my name, but now I. 
Absolutely. We got our thousand votes and then some. Told you we could do it. All right. She's a little behind the eight ball, but she'll bounce back. You just wait and see. Or, or not, as the case may be. Does anybody care? Here's nope. the news, because we're so newsy today. We're right on top of it, baby, thanks to the tremendous resources of the QM News uh, te- testicle. <laughs> Jack Abramoff, the disgraced lobbyist at the center of a Washington corruption scandal, was sentenced today nearly six years in prison for a fraud in the purchase of a Florida casino cruise line. U.S. District Judge Paul C. Huck sentenced Abramoff and former business partner to five years and ten months in prison, ordered them to pay restitution of more than $21 million. Oh, we better play the restitution song. I'll cue it right up. The sentences were the minimum under the P agreement in the case. Abramoff and Adam Kadan both pleaded guilty to conspiracy and wire fraud. Look at this. It shows him arriving at the Federal Justice Building in Miami with a suit and a baseball cap. He wasn't wearing that uh, gangsta outfit he was, you know, that John Gotti outfit? Not today. They won't start their sentences immediately so they can continue out cooperating in Washington corruption investigation and a Florida probe into the murder of Constantino's Gus Bullis, the owner of Sun Cruz Casino's fleet they bought. In court, Abramoff said the case was incredibly painful for himself, his family, and his friends. Well, uh-huh. In the past few years, I've begun the process of becoming a new man, he said. All right. Abramoff arrived at the courthouse several hours early, avoiding the media. Before the hearing, wait till you hear this. More than 260 people, including rabbis, military officers, even a professional hockey referee, Dave Jackson, wrote letters on the men's behalf asking the federal judge for leniency. They said he never stole a freight train. The letters put a new spin on the foibles and crimes of a man who became the face of Washington's latest corruption scandal. Jack is a good person who, in his quest to be successful outside of the rules, NHL referee Dave Jackson, a crappy referee, by the way, wrote describing the time Abramoff brought 14 youngsters to his dressing room before a hockey game. Oh, that must make him a good guy then, right? That's he went right. to a hockey game. What do you Prince. say, Gildy? Yeah, that does it for me. And if it turns out he was a make-believe fan, I mean, you know, it's okay in my book. Of course, what can I tell you about that? 1,011 votes we did it. I told you, and Josh kept saying, I don't have enough time, don't have enough time. Didn't you say that? That's what he said. That's over it. Over yeah, that was it. Okay, and wait till we do that candy bar poll. Wait till Eric has to put up those 40,000 names mm-hmm. for tomorrow. Bye, bye, bye! <laughs>